All right, guys, welcome back to the I Am There podcast. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny, and we have a special guest today with us, one of our friends, Majora, a.k.a. Cheyenne. He is you, you a... said that backwards. Well, I actually <laughs> like his uh, internet name first, so his internet name yeah. is Majora. And that's, I feel like our, those names are more who you are than... You know, yeah, you know, that's right. You know, the name your mom gave you because she liked, I don't know, a fucking car, like my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> My mom was like, oh, if it was a girl, I would have named a Mercedes. And my dad was like, I'm fucking glad it wasn't a girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, today we're going to be talking about Cowboy Bebop, which Cheyenne is a huge enthusiast of. And yeah. that's why we're bringing him on, because I just watched Cowboy Bebop, the anime, for the very first time in my life, literally this month. And Cheyenne had seen it probably 10 times Million or more. Times. Yeah. yeah. And then also we have the Netflix show that just came out recently. And I just binge watched that whole thing in a day. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Cowboy Bebop. And I, I just got to say, uh, Cowboy Bebop is one of those animes that everyone knows is a classic. It's, it's actually kind of a travesty that I've never seen it until November 2021 or December 2021, <laughs> rather. But I just, I don't know. My best friend used to watch it all the time when we were younger. But because he's three years older than me, I think it was more mature than I was, like, ready for. Mm-hmm. I was more into the Dragon Ball Zs of the world and that type of thing. The hardcore action anime got to me. But Cowboy Bebop was more like a gangster um gunfire type thing like for example i also never saw trigun like that's another one that i just never i've never seen it although i've kind of i've seen it when i was over his house but not actually sat down and watched it myself to understand what's going on like it was playing in the background i feel like those trigun cowboy bop outlaw star like those three anime are coupled together a lot by a lot of people they just have like this similar somewhat of a similar feel they all are distinct and different but they just they feel somewhat similar in some ways and and a lot of people want to enjoy the the other three like all three of them they're all space pirate type vibes like you know the whole space with guns um every once in a while people throw an outlaw star into that yeah yep i I like outlaw star too yeah Yeah. so all right i'm gonna say this right now i actually enjoyed the netflix show surprisingly i didn't expect to i have some gripes with it it's not a perfect show it definitely has some issues but overall i found myself to be genuinely entertained and laughing at some of the scenes in it i and i agree yeah i think we're all in a agreement it's i'm shocked i'm shocked at the internet actually i'm not shocked but the internet's reaction to that show is just simply the perfect case study of this is how i'm supposed to feel this is how the rest of the internet wants me to feel because everybody is just dogging it trashing it saying it's the worst fucking adaptation they've ever seen and it's terrible and all this other stuff and i feel like that couldn't be any further from the truth it's probably once again i don't think it's great but it's probably the best adaptation of an anime like i was thinking the same thing like it's one of the best anime adaptations and i was and i was scared to say it because that's like you know that is a strong claim but then when you think about anime adaptations most of them are fucking awful yeah yeah so they're bad it's it's really good like it's really good in in that for an anime adaptation now once again we'll get to it as we're gonna talk about the anime and the netflix show so we can get to it more as we go on but it's not the greatest show i have many gripes with it um and there's a specific thing about the show that i think is unwatchable but there's other aspects of the show that i think were done expertly well and um i thoroughly so so let's start with the casting on a netflix show because i feel like that is where they really 
shine. I mean, honestly, guys, I gotta say it. Like Jets casting is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's, great. it's really, it's my favorite. He's probably my favorite character on the Netflix show, and it's not even close. It's, I mean, it's he, really he, fucking good, man. He picks up the. He also sounds. He sounds like Jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. He does. I want to say that the guy who actually plays that role has watched Cowboy Bebop more than once because he has picked up the actual, like the the little nuances and the sounds, the meticulousness of Jet's voice, the way Jet speaks. It's in him. Like you can hear every little nuance that Jet. It, it's really well done. I mean, his voice acting alone, because he's actually, you can tell he's a, he's like affecting his voice. That's not how he yeah, normally yeah. speaks. Yeah, Jet. Jet is by far the best. Jet is by far the best casting. Uh, what's his name? Uh, his um, name's like Mustafa Shakir, Shakir. Mustafa Shakir, right? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Like that actor. They perfect fucking actor. Like it, yes. For Jet, uh, John Choi, surprisingly, really, really well done considering he's, he's 50. really good. Like, I didn't know he was forty nine until today. Yeah, he's yeah, like he looks 50. fucking good. Man. Like I was today years <laughs> yeah. old when I found out that that actor is forty nine fucking years old. I know that they say like Asian people don't age until they do, <laughs> but like man, he really looks good for his age. Like I have to say, he looks fucking phenomenal to be forty nine years old. He's also from Harold and Kumar, yep. and <laughs> yeah, that's, that's and like he looks shock. Yeah, he looks genuinely like Spike with the hair and the suit and everything. Like when I stare at him, he captures the essence of Spike in a really good way. It's not quite on the same level as Jet and Mustafa, but it's really, really, really close to. I, I get this. I get the Spike feel from him. Yeah, like I, you know how Jet or um, Spike is always supposed to be kind of like cool and coy. Like I think he does that without trying too hard. Exactly. Like I think any other actor would just be like, "Oh God, this guy's so fucking corny." But like, <laughs> he, he's cool and like chilled, but he's not trying too hard. And I think that's like all. Like I would even say he's more chilled and cool in a way. Cause, like the anime character is a little more like overt and like tries a little too hard in a way. Yeah, sometimes like, there's it more does. like nuance to I think the uh, the Netflix character because he's if if he di- if he did it the same way the anime it would be like so fucking corny like oh he's just doing the cool guy shtick yeah no um, I really I do really like how he plays Spike he does come off with that cool cockiness confident also the aloofness at times but he's not actually aloof the yeah. first scene when they're robbing the casino and he walks in with the headphones on that's taken straight from the anime it's yeah, taken the movie, straight from the, in the movie yeah yeah second I saw that I was like oh my god I know like. I knew what that scene was like five seconds in. I was like, oh shit. So (laughs) we're starting with the movie intro. Yes. So I thought that that was really cool. And I like the way, so obviously they didn't follow an anime one-to-one and you can't expect them to. It's fucking 10 episodes, you know, hour long, you know, it's, it's a much more condensed version of it. Things are moved around. The way they meet certain characters obviously is moved around. The way certain events play out is moved around, but they did capture a lot of the things from the anime. A lot of the important things they capture, they changed some things that I really don't like. And we will talk about that later. But for now, like the opening when he first walks in with the headphones on i was blown away at just the way it kind of plays out it it picked up on that shoot 'em up running around chaotic that you actually get when you watch the anime like that whole thing there's a lot of that in cowboy bebop there's a lot of the the gunfights where uh spike pretty much never gets hit and he's just you know dump, diving behind countertops sliding yeah. on counter sliding on countertops destroying a lot of property shooting a lot of guys and killing them which i like that netflix didn't shy away from the brutality of cowboy bebop because it is a pretty brutal show i would say i think in 70 if not 90 percent of the episodes somebody dies yes. like, and somebody with a name like cowboy Bill doesn't have a ton of recurring characters each episode the in terms of the anime uh, especially is like its own little 30 minute 80s movie like every yeah. episode is its own thing for the most part 
And in each of those episodes, they'll have their own characters with a name. And I want to say in like 80% of those episodes, a na- a character with a name dies, not just like I, a name. I was thinking character. about that. Like, like, I was thinking that maybe more characters died in the Netflix show. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, I, <clears throat> I always thought that they do kind of just like beat up the guy they're going for. And then they just kind of take him in. But a lot of times it really just does go completely fucking wrong. And then they end up like killing the guy or well, the guy like kills himself on accident. Just something. Yeah. So it happens w- a lot. I will say that when I was watching the anime, I noticed that's kind of like the ongoing joke of it all. They're bounty hunters, but a lot of the time, everything goes wrong when they it go out and get the bounty. Out of their bounty every time. Everything goes right. Wrong. And that's kind of like, that's part of the theme I want to say is like, these guys get it wrong all the fucking time or something just they have bad luck they have really shitty luck <laughs> yeah and the netflix show picked up on that because when you saw uh jet wanted to get this doll for his daughter and this goes on for several episodes when he mentions <laughs> yeah, this like fucking walking betty doll arc yeah it, it is and he's been mentioning it and he finally gets it, it gets ran over immediately <laughs> and so they do keep up with the anime's essence and I, i'm going to use that word a lot essence because i do think that between the music the music is fucking phenomenal i love yeah, the Yoko jazz Kano. i love it i love the music a lot and then they also pick up on the essence of the guys having constant streams of bad luck, like things just going, the engine blowing out at the, at the worst possible time, yep. uh, the food just being rotten and trash all the time. They're never yeah. having meat. Meat being very expensive, and they just never have meat. And he's yeah, just like, they always have bell peppers and beef, but there's no beef. He's like, well, yeah. there's no fucking beef in this. Why is it bell peppers and beef? Right. So I, I do like that they picked mm-hmm. up on that stuff. As far as casting goes, uh, Faye, I do have an issue with her. I will say this: uh, when I was watching the Netflix show, I couldn't help but to notice that she's way more covered up than she is in the anime and i saw something online because i looked it up i saw something online that said that like the actress the actual person who plays her uh said that the anime version of her is way too like scantily dressed like she's way too sexy it's almost comical how sexually dressed she is and I don't know. I kind of don't like this fucking leather jacket that they have her in the entire Netflix show, pretty much, except the one scene where she finally looks like Faye for real, which is when they're on the beach and yeah. she has on just a yellow top with the the uh, short shorts on and the, the fishnets and everything. Yeah. I like that moment, but that moment is literally one scene in the entire Netflix show I'll, where she looks like Faye to me. I'll say, um, in terms of Faye, so we were talking about the casting earlier with Jet and Spike. I do think Faye's casting, it's not the cast, it's not the, the actual but the re- they rewrote Faye's character in a way where she's less similar to anime. Anime. She's Faye. not Faye from the anime at all, um, if you ask me. Yeah, compared to like Jet, where I think think he's much more similar than than Faye. Uh, yeah, and I do think the outfit redesign. I found her pretty similar. Um, just in general, like one one thing is like um, I think she may have even said that they tried it. It was like. They, they couldn't really get her in that outfit because it would just be like tit city every five minutes like her tits would just fly out of her top and like that's what, i think that was what she said in that video and that yeah. i can't remember if she said they tried it or not well no but, in the video she's being sarcastic the her outfit yeah. in, in the video she's being sarcastic and but i do get what she's coming from uh i think doing phase outfit one to one would be pretty hard to do in live action because one thing is also like wrapped her on her fucking back, like in a weird hammock. She's like a back hammock with the with the jacket. It's kind of here, like so. Here's here's my other thing. I understand that uh, doing her outfit is kind of hard to do one to one because one, it will be fucking cold. That's the thing that I kept thinking about. Like, because you know I'm black, so every time I think about outfits, it's always the temperature too. Like that's always a factor for me. And I just yeah. imagine her standing in some of these alleyways because they're literally recording fucking alleyways. Yeah. I am, I imagine her in some of these alleyways with Spike in a full fucking suit on, and then Jet in uh, a jumpsuit or whatever the hell that thing is called, like a work a work a worker suit, like a mechanic suit. Uh, they're fine, but her <laughs> with her arms out, her legs out, her stomach out. 
I imagine it would be extremely uncomfortable for her to record. So that's one thing that I do empathize with her on not having to like literally be uncovered the entire show. However, it just sucks because this is one of the shortcomings of live action. Yeah. I think that one, as far as her actual personality, this is not Faye to me in a sense that they made this Faye in a Netflix show way more aggressive. She is like so potty mouthed. I don't like. I don't know. She speaks in a way that is not like Faye. Like I literally just watched the anime. I'm probably the most recent person who's seen it out of you three. Yeah. And and literally when it was a little jarring to me, I'm gonna be honest. Like hearing the way yeah. Faye speaks in a Netflix show, the cursing and just her overall aggressive. She's so like masculine. No, I, we'll, I yeah. We'll, I agree. we'll probably and that's probably for a reason though, right? Because they switched her sexuality or they gave her a sexuality in the uh Netflix adaptation that she did not have in the anime. So I don't know if there's like some signaling with that because on one hand in the anime, like, you know, she lost her memory. She's an amnesiac, however you say it. She has amnesia. And so it's not crazy to think that she would try out things sexually and try out things in general because she doesn't remember her life at all. So she's technically two years old. But at the same time, like there was no lesbianism that I could pick up on a hundred percent in the anime and they just made her like pretty lesbian in the Netflix yeah. adaptation. This is not a problem. Representation is fine. It's just oh. that it, they also just changed her character way more than they had to change. Like anything about spike and jet and Ayn and even uh radical ed. I was, I was going to say on that note, uh, in terms of you saying it's not a problem that, in terms of like, um, sexuality and stuff. Anyone that's seen Cowboy Bebop would know that Cowboy, cause this is a, a small tidbit that I guess I'll just fl- go into right now. There's some people that are that are arguing. The, for example, the character of Gren. Uh, Gren in the anime or in the Netflix show is um is a non-binary character, which is completely yep. fine. Which uh, I love, actually. I actually love that character just by the fucking way. I think in the I don't know. I like Gren in the original anime. Um, I don't know if you would classify him or her as a hermaphrodite. He was born a male. Um, he was. In the war, after the war, some things happened. He got in prison. They, they did experiments on him, and then he ended up growing breasts. But he accepted his new gender identity and, like, lives in that gender identity, and he's completely fine with it. Also, there's blatantly... They blatantly show a sex scene in the anime of two men. Like, overall, Cowboy yep. Bebop for 1998 is one of the most woke shows I do air quotes. It's very progressive, and I, I'm glad that you brought this up. I was hoping that this is where you were going to go with it, because I would say between having, like, blatant trans signaling, there's definitely some signaling to uh, relationships and sexualities that are not just heteronormative. Yeah. And I think that I think that for its time, it was very ahead of its time, because when I was watching the anime, I kept thinking to myself, holy shit, like, that's a trans person. Yeah. That is an actual trans person in this anime. And in 1998. Th- there's a lot of gender queer things going on in Cowboy Bebop, both the anime and the Netflix show. And I love that they didn't remove that from the Netflix show. And I love that that's actually included in the an- the original yeah. anime, which is so surprising because for the time, that, t- that type of thing was definitely not as accepted as it is now. It almost, it almost goes with like that. I wouldn't necessarily call Cowboy Bebop like cyberpunk, but it almost goes with that because like in the future, you're supposed to just walk down the street and see like fucking like an Arabic Coca-Cola sign. And then you turn a corner and there's like a tribal African guy. Like it's exactly. literally like every single yeah. culture just meshed. No, I agree. Like one thing. And I love that shit. I like, do agree. Really Cowboy cool. Bebop, although not being cyberpunk, it does have the same cyberpunk, I guess, ideas in it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Faye's character is, you know, they they added this like lesbianism to her and then they made her what I would say way more masculine and in a sense like she's She's super, super. They kind of traded out. Yeah, I was going to say she's like a femme fatale and then they kind of 
traded that out a little bit for like sarcasm and um yeah she's very she she curses a lot uh, I, I just wasn't ready for it so when i first saw her, when they captured her put her in the bathroom and she started calling them dickheads <laughs> i was like whoa and then she was like which one are you you're you're either a dick or you're an asshole and it was just a it was a lot and i was like it she was. doesn't speak like this unless my translation was wrong in english i was like she doesn't speak like this at all like this is not how Faye sounds she's much more sensual much yeah. more uh she kind of pretty good with it though like i know it's like it is different but i was like it felt like a pretty good transition to me like i don't know but they did change the character yeah a little bit for me yeah like, the character and the only, re- the only reason why it's so jarring is because the other characters are the same like that is spike and that yeah. is Jet. and yeah. and they did not outside of giving jet a random child those are the same characters yeah that's what yeah i will i guess we'll get into the gripes later i have some jo- gripes with jet's kid but um yeah <laughs> but but no oh. one thing to note about the casting though the chemistry that they're they're banter they're talking like the with uh spike and jet or one of my favorite episodes of the netflix show is when jet is out with his old partner and spike and Faye spend uh, the entire episode on the ship and it's just mm-hmm. spike and Faye just bantering and hanging out and getting to know each other and then jet's doing his own thing the banter and the chemistry between the three main characters is i think really well done it's just like the show. One of my gripes about that, and it's not even a complaint. I just wish there was a little more of it. Like, yeah, like I mean, there was already a lot though. Like there was I, just a little more because like there were times where I just fucking loved it because like a lot of it, like um, that like. And random episodes, like, it'll show them, like, sitting out by, like, a dock just fucking fishing, like, before they really get going on whatever their bounty is. And I think there was, like, one episode like that where it was, like, Spike was just chilling on the... and him. Well, and that's were, the like, one I was outside. talking about. That's the one I was talking about where Faye looks like actual... That was, like, a little ode to actual anime Faye. She was in the exact costume. It was one-to-one from yeah. the anime. And it's the only time you see her like that. Yeah. There was a... I know I a couple weeks ago, like right li- shortly after finishing the show, me and Shine briefly talked about it, and uh, we were talking about how much we loved the pretty much the first scene when Spike and Jet are talking to each other. It, it almost was kind of like Bad Boys with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. It was the way they're I mean, talking I mean, to each other through the through the the gunfight and just mm-hmm. talking. That shit was so good, uh, dude. Me and Nick, we we watched together and we fucking died when there was like because like um. Jet was kind of like busting Spike's ball. He was like, wait, well, did, did you see his face, though? He was so shocked. Oh, like, yeah. He was shocked. And then he was dead. <laughs> and then, he was and dead. then they just die. And, and then like, they just we start laughing. Dying, man. Because like, they were just truly, laughing about killing him. Like, that is just, truly Spike. And that is truly, like, yeah, that's that's really true to who Spike is as a character. He just kills so people good, and man. he doesn't think anything about it. But it makes sense because he was in the syndicate. So that. I love it's that. Like stuff. It's all part of the game. It's like they're like you're in the bounty business. Like shit happens. Yeah. Like the guy dies. Thing, it's like, well, he was doing the wrong thing. Like fuck him. One of the other yeah. changes that I noticed was uh, Spike doesn't really smoke cigarettes as much as he does in the anime. There's a lot less smoking in general. Yeah. In the anime constantly they smoke smoking. Their- asses off yeah the it's, right. it's like um like almost like, well, like that noir thing where like it's literally every fucking scene they're smoking well the spike anime. lights up a cigarette like, in the anime every episode and i i think that that is normal for someone who smokes cigarettes for one right yeah. like if you smoke cigarettes you don't smoke cigarettes one day and then don't smoke cigarettes the next day that's just not how that works so, so it's like his little anime power up like oh, i gotta get my cigarette or, uh, it's, or it's after like, a really shitty moment he gets yeah, a cigarette. Like, yeah, like, give me a cigarette he gets here. He gets absolutely fucked up, and then the first thing he does is pull it, go in his back pocket, pull the cigarette, and li- I I yeah. like that. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. That was one cool. of the things about the anime that I liked. I liked the whole uh, Spike smoking cigarettes all the time, even when he's on the couch. You know, when he's just like in the I'm gonna call it the living room of the spaceship. Yep. When he's just kind of in the living room, and he's just laying on his back smoking a cigarette. Couch. 
Yeah, he's just kind of shooting the smoke up in the air, and then somebody's talking to him, but he doesn't really care what they're talking about. Well, that's um, something, what you're talking about, that's something that I love about the anime, is that the anime is really subtle. There's a lot, it's not a, but you were saying earlier, when you were younger, you liked more, like, act, like, really hard action DBZ and stuff, and we yes. all still like that. Something that I like about Cowboy Bebop a lot is how subtle it is. It doesn't, it's not fast-paced, it's not super dramatic, it's a very slow, moody anime. You just kind of... Mm. It just moves through its paces. It doesn't spend a lot of time beating you over the head and explaining to you. There's not a lot of exposition. The world is huge. Like when you it is. think about how, like they go to a lot of places. There's a, um, a lot of that's something I thought I, I get it, but I thought it was a bit of a downside of the show. Was for example, Gren is just in Anastasia's bar, where in the anime, Gren's on the other side of the solar system. Like Gren's in a whole different storyline somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just a big world with a lot of color and life in it, and they don't they don't have to beat it over your head and explain it to you every moment. They just let things ride out, and you get to pick up the themes of the show just by seeing what's happening on screen in the background. And yeah, like some areas might be like dodgier than others. Like when they go to Callisto on Jupiter Jazz in the anime, it's like it's just a fucking frozen like scammy place. There's like all these gangs running around and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I remember yeah, they- that was when that's the that's where there's no men, right, or no women. Right, um, there's no women. Yeah, on the yeah, that's right. There's like not really any women. I I kind of forgot about that. And like they all kind of wanted to just like rape Faye. There's like chasing her around and shit. Like, yeah, oh, look at her. Oh. That, she goes like, into that one spot, and that's where <laughs> yeah. she first runs into. Like, oh, this is dodgy, man. What's going on here? Grin. Yep. Yeah, and she turns around. She's Funny because like, as a kid, oh, I never okay. really thought about it. I was just like, oh yeah, like they're just kind of rascally men, and now it's like, whoa, they're rapey as shit. Like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, when I watched it, I got that crazy. vibe immediately. Yeah. Watching it, I didn't get that vibe age. at all, because I was like 11. <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, oh, I they're think, just boys being boys. Like, I think Cowboy Bebop is definitely one of the more mature anime out there, for sure. Like, It, it definitely requires, I want to say, someone who's at least like 18 to really get all of the little... Things. Yeah, some of the themes are just. I feel like even if you're 16, you're not going to pick up on some of those. Like some of those themes are just really. Uh, you might, you also might that. not be receptive to like the the slice of life. Like Cowboy Bebop has a lot of like slice of life shit where like like we've been saying like they're just sitting in the kitchen, just fucking. It might be like a 10 second scene of no dialogue at all, and they're just sitting in the kitchen like fucking eating meat or well not meat because yeah. they can't afford meat, but like whatever. Udon. like that and like when you're younger you're just kind of like oh, i just want to see what the plot's gonna happen you know yeah. really, it might so, not be as open so speaking of that uh that's one of the things that i actually i like about the netflix show more than i like in the anime is when it comes to the plot right vicious is not really in the anime like that mm-hmm. and i the entire time i was watching the anime i kept wanting more vicious story i kept wanting more vicious in it and he's just not really in it. And then when I watch the Netflix show, he's a major part of the story. I like that a lot more because it kind of, even though it's happening in the background, even in a Netflix show, like he's not directly in it towards Spike for a while. The first couple episodes, you know, you see him. So it's kind of cool. Like, oh shit, him and Julia are around from the beginning, but they're not directly in combat or anything like that with Spike for a while. I just like the fact that you know you have this villain character that you're working up to in the background, building up. It's kind of like the Night King that doesn't go to complete shit at the end. That's kind of how I felt about watching the um, Netflix show. Whereas when I was watching the anime, the episode five was a ballad of 
I forget how whatever it's called, but that the episode where they first fight in the church, that fucking yep. amazing episode. Ballad of that, Fallen Angels episode five. Ballad of Fallen Angels. So that episode is amazing in the anime, right? And that's kind of how it ends in a, in a Netflix show, which I thought was a little cool swaparoo they did there. But I love how they show Vicious, you know, in that in that episode. I had no idea anything about the anime going into it as far as this character goes. And when I got to that episode, I was like, whoa, this guy has a katana. He killed some big some big mob balls type dude. He has this weird ass crow on his shoulder. You know, I love the Sephiroth type character. I love that dark brooding villain. That's like my thing. I say it on here all the time. I love that kind of character to quiet, calculated, kill you and then don't say much or just have like one little quip and then walks away. So he's my kind of character, the trench coat, the all black on, you know, brooding. Uh, so I wanted more of him. Like naturally, my my personality and people like me, I naturally saw Vicious and I immediately was like, oh God, I want to see more of this fucking guy. He's cool as shit. And then yeah. you don't see him again for like literally Long 10 time. episodes. Yeah. And yeah, I don't you know, see man. In episode five, and then the next time you see him is during the two-parter with Grin. Um, yeah, that's a wild dog. Vicious. That's a long time. So I was wanting more of him in the anime. And then when I, when I watched the Netflix show, I was really excited that Vicious is much more involved now. Don't get me wrong. When we're talking about casting, though, I fucking okay. hate. All right. It's I so, okay. hate. I hate this fucking guy. So he is cringe. So let he me is cringe. <laughs> let me jump in. So as you, as you were talking, you were like, you know, you're saying, you know, I, was, I, know I, I just want it more vicious. I want it more vicious. So seeing that he was in the anime more made me excited. And in my head, I was like, I want a more vicious too. And then I got the anime and I was like, maybe I want less vicious. I mean, not the anime, the Netflix show. And I was like, maybe I want less vicious. Uh, so earlier I alluded to there being something in the Netflix show that is just unwatchable to me. And it's vicious and Julia. Literally. Um, literally they that. are fucking garbage. Like they're awful. They are the absolute worst part of the series. Like I think they're also, go ahead. They're also not, actually vicious and julia they're not it's not vicious at all like if i was just judging the show off spike and jet it's almost it's like a nine out of ten it really if I, is if i was if i judged the show off of the other stuff though like with vicious and julia being the other 50 percent of the show it feels like and especially towards the latter half it drops it down to like a four out of like it like you, you guys were kind of talking about like um faye being changed a bit which like i get it Julia is not even remotely that's, close to the That's just anime. not Julia. That's just not yeah. Julia. That, I mean, it's not like, as if Julia is all over the anime. Once again, she's only in like, what? Like she's, fucking she's two not, episodes maybe? Episodes. But, like, but I'd yeah. argue, I've heard some people say, I've actually read an article. I'm not even going to say some people say because that's not true. I've read an article of somebody saying the Netflix show did not ruin Vicious because Vicious was already a terrible character to begin with. And I, I, I didn't just read the headline. I read the article. And essentially the article was essentially saying that Vicious isn't even really in the anime, he's not in it much, he's a one-note character, etc. The Netflix show doesn't change it. He's still a one-note character, except he's Very not one-note. Vicious. Because, like, it's the, I think the, the reason... They added him in more scenes, but it feels like it took away from his character. Anime yeah. Vicious is is a quiet storm. He's... Like, sometimes, and, and thing, the things that you don't see the most kind of give you, like, a bit of, like, a lure and mystery. And It I think adds an enigma they, to they go for, Yeah, like, the enigma, and they go there, for that in the it, anime, I think. It and then like they, there's more to That's completely in the anime. gone. That's yeah. completely gone in the uh, TV show. In it's the show, there. he's just an outraging rageaholic. Like, he, he just, just gets angry, like, everything. There's nothing poised and composed about him. He doesn't seem to have skill. He's just a fucking rageaholic. And he's also... A comic villain, like he's cartoon. He's a fucking cartoon villain. Yeah. Like, and when I say cartoon. that, I mean 
uh, yeah, that's what like he's for a live action. He's the only character who I feel like is overacting a ton. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like he's it's like he's too animated, way too overacting. Everyone else, like we talked about, we praised how like Jet and Spike and even Faye to a degree, they're kind of like calm with the, who they are as a character. But I feel like Vicious's actor read his script and just decided to overact every single scene. It's just like so cartoony. I, I don't he, even necessarily put it on him though. Like I think it's just there's nothing there in terms of like development. It's I just will say this. Just, I don't know if that's his real hair or a wig or what, but he looks like a porn replacement for Rhaegar Targaryen. I, like, so I it, have written he, in my notes. In my notes, it says he would be great as a fucking Targaryen, but he is terrible as vicious. Like he looks yeah, he like look, if, if looks you watch, just like the brother of Daenerys Targaryen. Like it's really bad. If you, he could if be cast watching, House of the Dragon. If you were watching Game of Moans, like he would be. I, I just feel like I feel like he's a porn. He's a porn Targaryen. <laughs> he just. I just see him. When when you've got when you're you're a late night on Pornhub and you click on Game of Moans and then it, you know that's oh Rhaegar like that's the oh. that's who they get to play Rhaegar. Oh my god! Oh my fucking goodness! <laughs> he looks so bad. But the weird thing is, I couldn't stop looking at him as a Targaryen the entire show. Oh, same, I kept yeah. saying to myself, "This guy literally rated Game of Moans uh, costumes. Like he rated the fucking costumes, and he just decided this is me now." He is. Uh, uh, he has a weird fucking face, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He's he's horrible looking. He's, to me. he's a he's a strange looking dude. He just doesn't look good. Like in general, I don't think that this guy looks good even outside of Cowboy Bebop. I think he looks fucking weird. Yeah, just a bizarre face. Uh, and you guys can say that I'm being mean, but oh well. Uh, I think that I don't think the casting was good, and I don't think the script was good. I don't think his acting was good. And no, his acting was garbage. Terrible I think acting. Every every thing about vicious was such a disappointment i watched because i was watching the show and there was there was episodes where i was like man i'm really fucking into this like i'm watching jet do stuff my favorite scene by far in the entire netflix show is the scene where spike and jet are uh, out doing stuff and jet's like i gotta go to my my daughter's recital i gotta go to the recital so he goes in and he gets he does like the hologram to watch the recital oh, and in the yeah. background <laughs> spike is fighting syndicate dudes and I was Jet's completely unaware, and he gets up I, and like he's dancing for his dancing. daughter and shit. Yeah. I cried. That was good. Oh, that's I my fucking favorite cried. scene. I literally cried laughing in my bed last night watching that. Last night, that was the episode that had me actually <laughs> dying. Because do you remember what I told you the funniest scene was in the anime? Yeah, yeah. It was the, it's, the it's, mushroom it episode. It's the mushroom episode where uh, at one point Faye is in the bathroom and she's on shrooms, high out of her mind. Doing like a swim. Yes. And Ed is watching her from afar and she's trying to swim, but she's not underwater. When I tell you that that shit, (laughs) seeing a human try to swim when they're not underwater, dog, is one of the funniest fucking things I have ever seen in my life. So when that scene with Jet came up, it reminded me of that moment. Yeah, yeah. I love Jet though. He's like, he's like fucking up his like precious bonsai tree. He's like, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> tell me. He's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what is Spike, going on on this shit? Spike man? is literally just like on the stairs, just like stepping. Yeah, they on give the him stairs. like a more serious hallucination. It's like yeah. him yeah, and but, the frog's but, like, you know, you're on the stairway to heaven, don't you? Yeah, but but um, t- still, when they zoom out, I still laugh when fucking Ed, like Ed's just looking at Spike and Spike. Is yeah, just, just like on the stairs, yeah. just like Ooh. just that, all and, fucked up. So that's what I mean by like that's a more mature thing, right? Like if, if a 16 year old was watching Cowboy Bebop start to finish, 
I don't think the mushroom episode is going to hit as hard as it does for people our age. You know I, what I mean? I think they would get it a little bit because it, it is very like nah. comedic in terms of them just doing the yeah, fucking. I don't think. Nah, I don't nah. think many sixteen-year-olds. Really... I don't think. Yeah, I, you because like you're not at sixteen. You probably haven't been around too many people have been that fucked up yet. Like yeah. that's what well, I'm saying. It, like I, I almost I still look at that episode kind of like a comedy episode though. Like I when is. I watch it as a kid, I was even still like, oh well, I know not to do those ones. Like. <laughs> It it is, but but see the thing is, so I'll I'll just put it this way: I've been at events for Yu Gi Oh where people are getting actually high off of shrooms. Oh Jesus! My, one of my close friends, I'm not going to name a name, <laughs> he got up on top of a bellhop, the thing that they transport luggage. He got on top of it and he wouldn't get down. He kept saying the floor is lava. Oh, he was, he was holding, lava. He was holding on to it tight as hell because he was so scared of step. We were like, you have to get down. Please get down. You're going to destroy like that. Riding thing. it is like a skateboard. Like only he was terrified on top of it. <laughs> Genuinely terrified. So so when I'm watching Cowboy Bebop now and I see the mushroom scene, I started dying because I know that's actually how real people Holy behave <laughs> on mushrooms. That's what made it because I'm old enough to have experienced something like that. Whereas again, hopefully not many 16 year olds have experienced some shit like that because that's just like you shouldn't be around. Yeah. But for my age, it was fine. Like I was 20 something when this happened. Uh, but yeah, that that made me laugh. And I was like, damn, Kawa Bebop has some really mature shit in it because it might be it's like Toy Story, right? You know how when you go to, you take your kid to see Toy Story and there's a lot of jokes in Toy Story that kids won't get, but it's for the parents because they yep. know parents go to the movies with their children. So yeah. there's a lot of there's one scene in Toy Story three where the one girl walks that one's up, like for the adult one. Like she, I want to hit the feels, dude. She Fucking. she there's this one doll walks up. She's like, I like your ass, Scott. And he has on an ascot. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. like and so like certain things like that are more catered towards the adults. And there's a lot of sexual innuendo, a lot of things in the background, LSD being spelled in a wall in the clouds and stuff like that. There's all kinds of weird shit in Toy Story, all kinds of Easter eggs that are just for adults laughter and not really for uh, kids like uh, the whole gender identity between Mr. Potato Head and Mrs. Potato Head and how sometimes they get mixed up th- th- like little signaling like that. Kids won't um, they don't they don't they don't get it. But like our age, we understand those types of things and what like what they're making uh, light of or kind of bringing to the forefront. So I really like that about Kawa Bebop too, where definitely teenagers can enjoy it. And also people my age can enjoy it. Um, and it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Like it's a classic and it's not, it's not my favorite anime or anything like that, but I think that one of the things it does better than 99% of all anime I've ever seen is the music by itself. Oh yeah. Yoko Kana, man. That's probably the soundtrack I've listened to most of any soundtrack ever. Like I, just years and years of fucking hundreds of plays on each song. Just honestly, it a lot. Cowboy Bebop, both the anime and the Netflix show, literally yeah, they did some so of many insert music. songs. Like I, I was like wondering, like before it came out, I was like wondering, like it would be cool if they put in their own music. But I was like, let's say this is the worst show of all time. We still get new Cowboy Bebop music. So I was like, this is still going to be a positive. But I mean, I, I I love that they used actual anime songs, but I was almost a little disappointed because I wanted new music. But it was like they use so much anime music. Like I would say, probably like like sixty five to seventy percent of the music was just straight from the anime. And I noticed that too, and I like that though. Yeah, I liked it too, but I was it was just me being a freak of like yeah. fucking loving the music. I was like, oh, but I want a new song, please, more music, like <laughs> you know. I think that that music helped to really capture the essence again. Uh, just hearing it directly taken from the anime and inserted into some of the live action scenes, it actually kind of fit, which I didn't expect because typically that doesn't work well. 
Yeah, but it well, probably would be awkward in, a lot of times. Luckily, to 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 the Netflix show's benefit, the source material, the anime, like that jazz, the jazz music, that jazz style that they were using, um, was just such a. It's not typical anime music. It's not. So getting it to fit live action is probably a bit easier than getting like One Piece music to fit a live action or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I do love that the opening is exactly the same, though. I think that that is fucking brilliant. It's really cool. Because that is... who when you Okay, I never watched Cowboy Bebop as a kid, but I knew the theme song without oh, ever seeing yeah. the episode yep. start to finish. I have never seen an episode of Cowboy Bebop before <laughs> December start to finish. And I still knew the it's um like I knew the whole thing before ever seeing it. In nerd arguments with people, you know, forums or whatever that will argue like the best anime opening of all time, it is pretty consistently either the winner or in the top four. Like yes. whenever they do surprised. an anime opening tournament. Yeah. It's that good. It is actually that good. Oh, I actually didn't skip the opening on any of the episodes same. in the anime <laughs> and in the Netflix show. I watched it. Well, not watched it, but I I didn't skip it. Yeah, same. One thing I will say about the opening for the Netflix show, which I found kind of funny. Um, back that they let Faye, like they have Faye pull out her little dagger. They make it seem like that dagger is her main weapon in the show. I swear she uses it in like yeah. one episode. Like that little dagger, she uses yeah. it in maybe one episode. They they try to make it seem like it's going to be her thing, but she does not use that dagger. Tay has guns just like everyone else in yeah, the anime. She just doesn't use that dagger at all. Like I don't know. Why. I so I actually now that you now that you brought that up, I had another gripe with Vicious. Uh, there is not as much katana use by him in the Netflix show. He's more of a gun toting. Yeah, that's true too. I was. He's a beat him up. He's a beat him up gangster. He beats a guy up in an alleyway. I'm like, that's not that's not his style at not all. Not at all. No. Yeah, Although, he almost like never uses anything but the katana. Gripe, yeah, and that, go ahead. a gripe to go with the mu- so this coincides with how much we were just praising the music, uh, the sound design and the music. They those departments did not communicate. There's a part. When it's, I think it's in the church. When Vicious pulls his fucking sword out, they use the most generic <laughs> Japanese like sword noise. It's like wow, <laughs> like it's the oh, most no. generic Japanese. I just pulled my sword out ever, and I just could not believe because you have the the classic cowboy bebop music playing, and then you just have this really jarring sound effect that plays over top of it, and I, it was yeah. so weird. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that. But I'm sure that it happened because there's a lot of stuff like that that just doesn't kind of line up in the Netflix show. Even though the music is so good, there's definitely parts in it that I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but Go ahead. No, no, you go. You go. I was going to say a, a character we didn't talk about yet, but got a lot more screen time. And I personally enjoyed her, although not exactly the same character and obviously Anna. different setting. Anastasia, yeah. Anastasia, um, yeah. Wanda Sykes, I think, is a good actor. Wait, and, that was um, Wanda Sykes? Yeah, right? Am I crazy? Well, that, that I don't could, think it was. That, that can't be Wanda Sykes. That was Wanda but, Sykes. No. I don't think that was Wanda Sykes no, at no, all. No, 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 no. That was Wanda Sykes. Are you serious? No, no, it wasn't. It was her name was Tamara Tooney. I could have hold on. Wanda Sykes is uh Our name is Tamara Tooney. He's right. I, thought I was about to say, say I thought it was Wanda yo, Sykes. Kenny, you gotta relax. I thought it was Wanda I couldn't my remember. Man, my man said Wanda hold Sykes. I she does look like her. Hold on. Let me see. She, d- she does kind of look like Wanda Sykes, but I know Wanda Sykes. Let me see. It's been a while since I've Yo, seen her, Wanda Sykes. Her voice, I, I sometimes you, you either Wanda. love Wanda Sykes' voice or you hate it, but I could just see her like 
Fucking doing the Wanda Sykes babble. <laughs> Wanda Sykes is funny. I, she sounds funny. I just how old she was. Oh, yeah. She's probably like 60 now, right? I'm looking at her now. I, yeah. She, she's uh, 57. Who is so 60. Okay, yeah. I know this lady. What What do I know her from? So she is in other things, clearly, because I'd recognized her face the second I saw her. And she plays the same kind of role in a lot of things. The 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 smart, elderly type of woman. It was kind of cool to see that character because in the anime, I think you only see her twice, and it's oh, pretty much like one minute scene. She's fucking really... not Wanda Sykes. I don't know why I said that. She's she's the fucking girl from Law and Order SVU. That's oh. what she's for. That's where I know. Uh, her from. I don't know. She's the girl from Law. I don't know why I said Wanda Sykes. She, although I do, I just looked up a picture of both of them. I do think they could be like mother and daughter. Um, <laughs> she's. I, I, well, now I, I think you just aged from? Wanda Sykes a bit more. You is gave from... her like twenty years there. No, I just looked her up. She's mother and daughter. I, and I remember. But no, she's from she's from Law and Order SVU, and that's where I because I I don't know why I put I lined it up with Wanda. Oh wait, Sykes. mother and daughter. Yo, apparently the person who played Anastasia is sixty two. Oh damn! Holy shit! So you just well, made was... Wanda Sykes the mom of a sixty two year old woman. <laughs> hey, you gave, you gave her some you. years there, man. You gave her a couple of years. Yo, anyway. can we talk about other casting now? Uh, Big Shot is so fucking good. Oh, I love it, Big Shot's I really liked it. Big Shot is just as silly as it is in the anime, and I don't know how they did it, but it, it is fantastic. That is a one-to-one of the anime's ridiculousness. Big Shot is really good. I like, um... Oh, fuck. I'm drawing a blank. Damn it. Oh, damn it. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Just go ahead. Go on without me. All right, well, anyway, I, I really enjoyed the Big Shot part. I didn't know if they were going to do that at all. I thought that it might be omitted completely, even though that would be like a big part of the show being taken out. Because in the anime, Big Shot is in damn near every episode. Dude, yeah, like, that's how they get a lot of the One reason, One reason I love it so much is because like the, the show was made in 98, right? And so like we didn't really have like internet culture and all that. And like mm-hmm. they talk about like back in the day, we're like, oh, yeah, to turn on Johnny Carson. But it's like Big Shot is like a fucking, it's the shittiest, like cheesiest show. But that's like a... Like that back then, that's like a reputable news source. Like, oh, hey guys, big shots on. Like, yeah. How there's else e- are you going to get the there's information? There's even an episode the where uh, there's even an episode where I think it's like Faye or whatever. She's like, "Come on, hurry up, turn on big shot." Like, the, yeah, like, come on, turn it on. Like, we got to get some like, information. Here. Like, like you, you can also like, tell the times by how they look at TVs. They said that TVs were going to be uh, ruinous to people, and this is in the anime. One of the later episodes where you know, Spike or whoever goes in and they start getting like hypnotized by the TVs and they kind of, and, and I guess it's because it's like so old as 98, they make it sound like TVs uh, can hypnotize us and like control us. And that's yeah. the new way. Of control- but little, they didn't realize smartphones came out and that <laughs> really, that they think TVs had us. Who oh, they, need know, us. Right? they need to see us now. We're I, fucking zombies now. Random note. I did not like that anime. I, I mean, I love the anime adaptation. Brain scratch is, is like one of my favorite episodes. I fucking did not like the Netflix episode of that. Is that the one where Spike corny. just keeps reliving the thing yeah. over and over? I think that was repetitive. Awful. I hated it. That was probably it. the worst was episode. Corny. Of it was like, I dude, hated it. How many times are we going to see him exit a fucking door? Like, it was so corny. It was like, and, in the anime, I love like they go in like a cold aspect. It's fucking scary. It feels weird. Like, I love Brain Scratch, man. I didn't like it in the Netflix show, and I really didn't like... Okay, one, they keep on replaying the same scenes, but then there were these graphical things happening that I didn't know if my TV was... It was like a filter. I knew it was like some sort of filter, but they, they do they live or die on that filter. They're like, uh, we're getting no award if we put the filter on, boys. It, like, uh, honestly, was really, it was really like, disturbing to my eyes to see that It was annoying. Shit. It was really corny. It's like, it's okay. We get it. It's fucking bizarro world. 
Like we yeah. don't need a filter. It was poorly done for sure. I did not yeah. like that. But in the anime, I fucking love it, man. It, it's like it, it does that. Um, what's it like? Eden's Gate, whatever the fuck that cult. It's like based on that guy. Um, that cult that like killed themselves, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, okay, I know who you're talking um, about. Is that like the drink? Heaven's Gate. Thing? Heaven's Gate. Oh. No, it's not John Jones, but it's or um. It's about the people that thought they would like kill themselves and like go to go to space or whatever, right? Yeah, that's Heaven's Gate. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like completely just base, like um, Londa's, which is just like an AI in the TV show or whatever. It's like this weird like hacker boy who had like some sort of like brain trauma and he was like hooked into the Internet. And so he basically just created a fucking weird cult and they had to like kind of unhook him. Yes, he's talking like better that, for his like, life. Server or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then that's like a little bit like 2001 A Space Odyssey where they're like where like Hal's just kind of like, don't turn me off. Like. You kind of turn off the AI and turn off his like. It was a, it's a really good episode in the anime though. I really, really like it. Like I love like the first like five minutes of it. You're just watching TV, and you can see you're like in their world, seeing what the programming's like. Like, and it's just weird. It's just fucking weird to see like future TV. Like I love that intro to that episode. It's one of my favorite intros of like any episode of anything. I really like them just watching the TV. Off the top of my head, I don't think there's an episode of the anime I don't like i I have one there's a few i have one i I know one right off the top of my head the one where they are being chased around and bitten by a fucking uh ganymede lobster that episode is fucking garbage it can can be completely omitted and the show would not lose any of its ratings i like that episode i I like it too i don't think it's a great episode but i I mean i'm biased I like it because it fucking awful it's like intentionally spooky i remember my very first time seeing that episode it initially it, it feels like it feels like an old alien movie. Like you don't know what's yeah, going yeah, on. Like they're like trapped in the ship and there's like a thing running around. And you're like, what the mm. hell? And it's, it's like, always from the perspective of the thing. Yeah. And so you don't know what's going on. It just, it had this, that's something I like about Cowboy Bebop as a whole is that every episode really has its own flavor and feel to it. Um, it's an anthology. Yeah, I, I got an episode. What? Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. That oh, episode fucking Get out of here. Wait, what's, explain it's it. It's with the girl. It's Jet and the young girl. It's like his friend's daughter or whatever. Yeah, his, that he goes, episode sucks. He goes to his friend's grave, and her his daughter's there. And then he and teams like, up. Like a he teams Easter up with, with his daughter to uh, help find like her dad. Yeah. Okay. It's um, all. I mean, it's all right, but it's it's probably one of my least favorite. It must episodes. be pretty bad. Especially it's later. Remember. It's later in the the sequence too. It's episode twenty one, and that's like we're supposed to be getting the good shit. Like we got yeah. like Perot Lefou. We got um. Well, Teddy Bomber, I mean, I'd probably like that more than I should. We got Brain Scratch. We got oh, Harlock Woman. Like, a good episode. In the anime, in the in the show, oh, the Teddy he, Bomber episode dude, is He garbage. wasn't even really a guy. Yeah. He was just in a bear. It's like, what does that mean? Like, we don't even, he didn't do anything in the TV show. In the anime, like he, I love Teddy Bomber and uh, Cowboy Andy. Yeah, I, I love, love Cowboy I, Andy. And I he comes up Cowboy, whistling. He does like, yeah, yeah. And he like, I swear he's on his, the horse. His story strength, he's like, I pretty much think he is. Ex- like stronger than Spike, like he is <laughs> fucking powerful, dude. But he's no, shit. he's powerful. He's he. It doesn't mean he's not a fucking weirdo. He loses Spike. He loses. Spike beats him. I forget how he beat him again. He gives up. He gives up being a cowboy. He he gives Spike his hat and he says like you're the better cowboy and he gives up being a cowboy and then he becomes like a samurai. Yeah, <laughs> and he becomes like um, samurai Matsumoto or something. Like there's there's like some characters that have like yeah yeah. yeah. But what <laughs> is like, worth? He does beat Spike's ass the entire episode. That's what I'm saying. He beats Spike. <laughs> I just up, like, if you go back and watch episode. it, at no point is Spike ever on, on over. That's that what guy. I'm and, saying. At like, no point in that episode. And the way it actually ends is like 
Spike just kind of falls off the cliff. That's it lo- right. almost looks like he died like to his death, but then he just fell down one level. And the cowboy guy looks <laughs> down at him, and Spike gets up, and he's like, fuck this. <laughs> Remember he has, like, quick draw soup? He has, like, a fucking soup yeah. or something? It's like, oh, so good, Every man. time he showed up, it was so annoying. Because I was like, who the fuck is this OP-ass American cowboy? <laughs> that's Dude, that's why I love him, though. He so... came out of nowhere, and he was just OP as fuck. He's just Spike really not, strong, man. Spike could not deal with him at all, and I, I didn't expect that. Uh, yeah. My favorite like, part is that the cool whistling scenes. wasn't the soundtrack that was him. Like, he was the yeah, one whistling just, is my favorite in, part. <laughs> Dude, it's like, whistling. some characters just have, like, really strong story strength. Like, like Ed's father is, yes. like, Oh my so god! Yo, OP, Spike man. could not. He had the shine gun. Spike could it was two v one, wasn't it? Weren't they both fighting him? No, no, no. It was no, just no. Spike. Spike. It was, it was, just it was Spike. Spike. Yeah, it was Spike yeah. versus Ed's dad, and Ed's dad was fucked. He up. stood, he he stood in one spot. Mudge. He did not yeah. move. He stood in one spot, and everything Spike did, he just stood there. I was like, holy shit! Usually when Spike is fighting, what? yo. Usually when Spike oh, is yeah, fighting, he's doing all this. He's doing all this capoeira and taekwondo and his fancy shit, and none of that mattered. Not at all. Ed's and then he, he gets shit. completely disarmed when he sees his daughter. He's like, Francois! Yeah. And yeah, she like he dives says, into well, his arm. He, he says it's her full name. and Or he thinks it's his son because he's yeah. a terrible father. He yeah. fucking left her at a daycare and forgot about her. He's like, wait, aren't you a boy again? Like, he barely remembers. Like He's like, oh, I think I fucked somebody and that came out. This is a father person. And this is the spike person. Oh, uh, yeah. Father person. Yeah. That's um, it's so a good episode. That episode. It is. That episode actually is it ends really heartfelt in a way. Like that's yeah, that's Ed, when they leave, right? Ed for being such a uplifting in the moment character. Ed's like a very present character, whereas like the other three main cast um are eaten up by things from their past, whereas Ed's not really held down by yeah. any of that weight. Ed for being such a um a heartwarming, present, kind of aloof character, goofy character throughout the series, brings a lot of levity. The that episode, the end of the episode when she leaves, when her and Ayn leaves, yeah. is like pretty heavy. Like it, so it hits you harder than you think it would hit you. I want to talk eggs. about this for a second because there was a sadness in that episode that they conveyed in the most subtle fucking way yes. possible. I think that that is one of the top three episodes of the yeah, entire really anime good. because you can't really tell how Ed feels about the situation. Mm-hmm. She pretends. She pretends like it's not as big of a deal, right? Like yep. she goes back to the orphanage. She's with the nun. They have food. She's like, oh, I just came here to eat or whatever like that. No big deal. We're just here to get food because the food's good here. Mm-hmm. But you know it's more than that. Yep. And then when she finds out about her dad and she finally meets her dad, she's extremely happy. But he doesn't really have that same thing after the initial jolt. It's like after that, it kind of... <laughs> You realize that his attention is more so on meteorites. He doesn't. Yeah. Really, he's been chasing meteorites her whole life, and that's his true love. So even when he sees her and he's all happy, he forgets almost immediately that she's even a girl. And then a second a new meteorite lands, he runs after it and yeah, forgets her. Like, and, right, and, well, yeah. and she stares at him and she says, bye-bye, father person. And it, when I tell you that they yeah. do it in such a subtle, beautiful way to show you, yeah. like that shit does actually, she feels it. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't really show it in, in a conventional way that normal kids would show it. I, I don't know, man. I, I loved, I loved uh, that that. I just love the montage at the end, though, with like they play like "Call Me, Call Me," and uh, they just fucking eat the eggs. But you, like, Dude. they never because they never react to anything. But you know they're about it's, to cry because they're just like when they yeah. show shoving they show, eggs Ed, into their face oh to not God. cry. Like Ed, Ed comes and gives yeah. uh, like Ed gives Spike like a pinwheel. Because it's Ed saying goodbye. She oh, like, yeah, gives, she leaves it on the end of the ship. She yeah. gives... Well, no, no, Spike does that. She gives Spike uh, a yeah, Spike ends up putting it on the ship, like, in tribute to her. 
But Paul's the giant face. They all the leave, and then uh, Jet is like making dinner for everybody, and you see he makes four big bowls of eggs, and you know, two one for Faye, one for Ed, and Faye's not there at the moment. She's at she got her memories back and like ended up at her old house. Um, and when he goes and he's like, "Oh, where is everybody?" And then he's like, "You know, Ed's gone." And they look out and it says bye bye on like the wing of the yeah. ship. Like that just I don't know. The, like the end of the journey, man. The amount that like, the she's that in that, put uh, on the heart. least. Yeah, yeah, she is. She like, comes in like episode like eight and she leaves at like what episode is that? Like twenty three or something like that? The episode she's in, she's very rarely a central part of the episode. She's usually just Yeah, she's like background humor. She, just, she adds yeah. like levity to moments. Um whereas but yeah, yeah, I think her first episode is episode nine. It's funny because the episode is called um, Hard Luck Woman. And for a lot of years, I didn't think about it. They're both hard luck women. Faye, yeah. because she finds her home, and then Ed, because of her dad, and she leaves. But it's funny because um, they're both hard luck women. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize that for a couple years until I was like 14 or 15. I was like, oh, shit, it's actually both of them. It's about yep. both of them. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It's sad. It's the ladies really sad. of the bebop, the luxurious I, ladies of the bebop. Yeah. How do how do you guys feel about the change to Faye's story? Since we're talking about hard luck woman, so Faye originally in the anime, Whitney is a male who she fell in love with, and he kind of conned her and laid his debts all on her. In the Netflix show, it is a woman pretending to be yeah. her mom who conned her out of all of her shit, and has Whitney, her identikit, which is like something. Yeah. Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. I I thought I like it more in the anime, but. I, I the character the female character was growing on me. Like I, I started to find her funny, and then they, eventually they kind of have a relationship. She's it's like, oh, right? it, you are my mom. Yeah, yeah. She's but then she grows on you. She's like she's but, fucking funny. But she's like, insufferable in that way. That's like I kind of want to see more of this. Like I get mm-hmm. what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally yeah. understand what you're saying. She's one of those characters that you hate to love. Yeah, yeah. Something uh, that or I you mean is... love to hate, love to hate. Love to hate. Fuck it, yeah. either one. But I, I do think. I agree with Cheyenne in that I like it in the anime more and we can go into it. But to talk about the show, I do think it's done well in the show. I think she's she plays that role well. She gets conned. And uh, something I like is they didn't have to go into a flashback um, to show the relationship between Faye and her quote unquote mom. Yeah. They showed their dynamic in real time. And you can get the feeling of what they might have been like when they did I live knew- together. I knew everything about them without having to see a flashback. Yeah, and I, I, I actually think that's a, Literally, a moment of good screenwriting for the show. Like the show does not get, the show has some awful things, mainly vicious and Julia. But yep. people are not giving it credit. There is some good screenwriting in the show. I think that the scene in the kitchen where uh, Whitney is making food and she's like lying to basically Spike and Jet. Ah, uh, that's funny, man. The entire dynamic of that is the scene where you really understand Faye and Whitney's relationship. Without yeah. having to see a flashback, that entire yeah, yeah. when they go over to when they go over to the fridge together, she's like, "Oh, there's a secret ingredient missing." She opens the fridge and she's like, "Do you want your identikit or not?" <laughs> Dude, one, my, one of my favorite scenes. It's it's such a nothing scene, but it's the episode with uh, the male Whitney Haggis Matsumoto, and he goes, um, "There was one thing I wasn't lying about, like your Sleeping Beauty," and then he gets like, like "I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding." But it's like it's oh, when so he comes like, back and he's all like, fat. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah. And he's like all fat and shit. And he's like, "Good, oh, I got in a fucking crash and I had to inject fat into my armpit." It's like, oh, all right, sure. But, it's so random. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I really genuinely feel like he loved Faye. He was just a piece of shit. I think he's like, and, like, like in that him. moment. I, I think know. yeah. Sometimes it's Maybe. like that, man. Like I think at the end, like when he says that, I think it's like he lead. Like they probably really loved each other. I don't. I'm not. But I, I don't think, know. But I'm not gonna go that far. But I don't what think I will think he was just I a piece of shit. Her. 
I think he loved her. I think he loved her. But it was like he was also just a complete scumbag. I like, do know that people fall in love with other people who are trash. Yeah, I think it's like one of those. They genuinely do love each other, but like they either both of them or one of them is straight up trash. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's very unfortunate when you see that. Like that is one of the most terrible situations, the toxic relationship where yeah. you know that this guy. Okay, let's talk about my favorite episode in the anime since this is actually a perfect pivot into it. The Igoman, uh, whatever it's called, Elegy. Um, uh, you want yeah, to yeah, yeah. talk about a situation where somebody is in love with someone who's kind of like bad for them. So when Jet goes back to like his, I don't know, original planet or whatever you want to call it, and he finds the love of his life in the anime because in the in the in the Netflix show is they changed his story completely. But in the anime, he's in love with this woman who he let go years ago, and she has a bar, and she's she's has this new boyfriend who's like he's in bed with the loan sharks or whatever, and. It's that kind of thing where she wants to protect him. She clearly loves him. And he might even love her too, but their whole situation is sad. There's a bounty on this yeah. guy's head. There's a bounty on this guy's head. He can't really protect her. And Jet knows that. Like he's a wimp. Like he's a fucking he's just yeah. a little he's a little wimp. Fuck up. There's a little sad and there's this sadness about it because Jet still loves her. She clearly still has feelings for Jet, but she's not willing to let go of the things that she has now. Like she got she, tired. She got tired of the, the dynamic of him being able to do everything and like yep. being competent and like almost being like a, a, like almost like a father figure in a way, but like yep. she wanted to like blunder around and fuck up. She wanted to be her own person. And she says that at the end too. She said, I wanted the freedom to make my own mistakes. But it sucks because she could have done that. It's not like, yeah, but sometimes you, sometimes you don't feel like you, you can. Like, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? He was a and, cop dog. He was a cop. He was a cop. And yeah. you see it. Jet, Jet's goal in life is just to have a stable family. Like Jet's, yeah. like, he just wanted to, cause he says in that episode, he, like when he has the co- the 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 clock and he gives it to her, he's like, "That's all I needed." Like because something, and this is something the show, the the Netflix show doesn't do, and I think it's a pretty big. The Netflix show is not as dystopian as the anime. In the anime, it's not. The yeah, cops, I kind of agree. The cops are completely corrupt. Like so, I wish it was a little more like that. Th- this is something about the Netflix show that I uh like. Jet, amazing casting. The actor does perfectly every line he's in, but. Some of the changes they did to his story is unfortunate because in the show, the cops as a whole aren't corrupt. It's just like one cop that's corrupt. The cops as a whole aren't corrupt. And in fact, they're mostly good guys, as you find out in one of the episodes. The cops were were chasing the one corrupt cop. And then yeah. that one cop ends up being with Jet's ex-wife and you know, all this other stuff. Whereas in the anime, the, basically the entire force is corrupt. Yeah, and you also don't really know like how far the corruption goes in terms of like, because they never really do spell it out, but like, Everything in the Cowboy Bebop universe, like government, like fucking, there's like, like the uh, the syndicate is so fucking powerful. Yeah, that, like they're really, really, really powerful. But like, you don't really know about the extent of all that strength and all that shit. It's like same with like the TV shows, where like you're watching the TV shows, you always get these little glimpses of like how corrupt is it? What are they watching on TV? Um, it's it's always it's how like, powerful is the syndicate? Like, it is subtle because even the episode, the chess master episode, like they, you know, the gate, the gate corporation, and the big cover up with the gates and everything, um, and how that guy like set up a plan for fifty years later for there to be yeah, all chess this shit that happens. Um, but yeah, so in I, I agree with um, Fraser that episode in the anime is one of the best ones. That uh, is for Jet. Liter- that is literally so for me. Yeah, that is my. One. That is my favorite episode in the anime. I love it. I love the sadness of that episode. I love how... So this is one of the first episodes where the person who they introduce is a new character, the the woman with the bar, and then her boyfriend, right? I like it where in the middle of the episode, you found out that he's a bounty. 
Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't start off with the big shot and you know he's a bounty from the gate. You meet him first. You realize who he is to uh, Jet's old acquaintance. Yeah. And then And then they find out He's a bounty after. They're, they're just kind of like, oh, oh boy, here it is. Like, and so I love that drops. little. That's like a reveal, and it, and it and it kind of hits you in the feels because you know, you know, he's like, gone. Like he's, he's he's fucking done. Like yeah, it's so sad, man. I love it. And then yeah. Jet is also so sad because he can't really save her, but he wants to. But he knows her course is oblivion. Yeah, the course that she, yeah, the she course that like, she's like, she'll, she'll probably die or something. Like she's so fucked. Her story's she's a really sweet lady. Like. She's too sweet for that world, and and yeah. it's not going to go right. It's not going to go right at all. And to I love at the very end though. He's like, "You'll get through it. Be strong." Like he just fucking. But he's lying to himself. He oh, is. Yeah, that to, guy's fucked. Like the <laughs> contrast in the show. His wife is just a fucking Karen. She is. And oh she's my just God. She, married. She's a. <laughs> she's she's a just married Karen. to one of the cops, and it's just like it's so corny in in the show. She's, I do the, the one thing I do love in the show though. He was every once in a while like the fucking dude who's like took Chet's wife. He's like, he's like, he's trying hard, honey. All right, like uh, <laughs> I actually kind of like that. I was like, he's, like, he's not uh, that bad of a guy. Like he's, you're a fucking he's, asshole. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like the fact that like he's a bit of a lo- dick, but he's like, he's like, he's, he's trying, all right. Like give him a fucking break because he's like a don't, cop. They're both cops. Fuck, like he don't gets fucking it. patronize me. I'm a no. grown ass man. I will beat your ass in here. And he's front trying. Of my no, but he's trying to like get. No. If he was trying, if he wanted to be Jed's a good balls. guy, he wanted no. to be a good guy. He wouldn't be fucking his fucking ex-friend's wife. I mean, yes, he's a. Like get out of here! I will, I will beat your ass in this house. That's how I don't like. Like in Jet, I mean, I don't like the fact that Jet ends up. He's an ex-con. He gets framed. He ends up being an ex-con. It's just one of those things where the police force, the police force aren't bad guys in the show. And so I don't know. They just they almost frame like in the episode where Jet catches his ex-partner. Fucking NTR husband gets to come out and <laughs> still cuck him again. Like he comes out and he's yeah. like. He's you like, just oh. killed the only guy who who could yeah. be yeah, yeah. It's it's just like, like get the fuck out of here. I do wish I do wish they like I, I do wish he didn't he didn't have a daughter. I like the doll stuff's funny and the, the 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 play stuff is funny. I do wish they did not create any of that angle. I think that like, it would have been it the just, daughter yeah, is fine for know. me only I because they gave me that one scene and that scene had to be crying. Right, it was a good that scene. scene had me. Dying. I just hate that her new husband is uh, is a cop and that like there's. There's no like like Fraser said in the episode. There's a lot of strife, and in that short period of time, there's a lot of well-roundedness to her character. She's a full developed character in 24 minutes, whereas in the Netflix show, across <laughs> the multiple episodes she in, she is less of a character in more time, and she's just less interesting, more boring, more annoying. Like I don't feel any sympathy for her. She's the fucking a cunty Karen. And her yeah. husband is just like cuck lord nine thousand. Like I don't know, he's just corny. <laughs> I agree. I didn't like either one of those characters, and she's only in it for one scene. But she still was pretty fucking bad. Yeah. But I do. It's crazy. I do love that. Um, the Eigelman elegy. That episode for me, top notch. Cowboy Bebop. One of the episodes that makes me feel like the entire thing is worth watching is just that good to me. I love when he just throws the watch in the water. Then he's yes. like, you know, like he has to get. He just like has to let it uh let it go, man. Let it go. Like, so let it go. Speaking of funny things with Jet, in episode three of the Netflix show, he runs into one of his old acquaintances, and she she's like this old lady who's sexual as hell. Oh my god! And he's like, "Oh, this sounds like blackmail." She's like, "Oh, oh you yeah, are. this is you are blackmail, aren't you? Because you are black and you are a male. Oh, why don't you come yeah. and fuck me sometime? <laughs> your tall glass of chocolate milk. Oh, dude, that was 
Why don't I you come put it in my ass sometime? She was oh, wild. She was Why don't you come wild. over and fuck me sometime? Over She's all fucking old. She that's, something, ha- shit. <laughs> that's something that was interesting about the show was um they were and it's not surprising, like in the anime there's hints of it, it's just not as forward. But they were very forward with just like kind of the sex. Like there was there was oh, yeah. nudity. Um, uh, like a lot the of curse between the the cursing and the the sex and nudity stuff. I was like, wow, this is what Cowboy Bebop actually would have been, you know, if it came out like now, like in yeah. 2021, where that shit, because that shit's an anime now, it's regular. So I'm not, I, I wasn't surprised about it, but I was also surprised about it. I was like, oh shit, Netflix kind of interpreted it exactly. The, the tone of the anime has exactly what the Netflix show was portraying. I wish, I wish Bob was in the TV show. Like a lot of times, like the, the reason they Bob? get like the next, Bob is like just one of his cop buddies. Um, but like, I wish that he's one of the good ones that he kind of he kind of tells him stuff. Like before the man on the inside, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey um, man, you gotta get out of there. Oh, I remember, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I that. wish that um, these even in the movie they would like watch a fucking drive-in movie in the uh in the movie. But I, I wish that like like or or I guess my point being is like that's kind of how they get the from bounty to bounty. It's like they kind of like depend on Jet's contacts. Like, yo, Bob, just hit me up, man. We got we got a guy over here, like. Yo, know, I got hit up by the old woman who wants to rape me. Um, <laughs> like oh, we, when I'm good, I'm good. But when I'm bad, I'm like wild. a venereal disease. Oh, she <laughs> is. Why don't you come and pin me up sometime and put it in my butthole? Oh, <laughs> oh she's wild. He was, she was over the top. You're like a tall glass of warm chocolate milk. Oh. <laughs> she was, was she, she's not, not that I remember. She's not a character from the anime, is she? <laughs> I don't, I don't recall. I don't recall her out of the anime. So. It was like, oh, if we have one shot, we're having fun. But if we're having two, we're being dangerous. Oh. Also, I thought it was cool with the um the gateway shuffle episode where like they would turn the plants. So irrelevant. I'm just thinking of old ladies. But um, I kind of wish they still turned into monkeys because I Me remember too. Like Harrison is actually her son. Like they changed the genders of a lot of people. Like I didn't really realize that Mao Yenrai was. The fucking one Asian woman. And Nick was like, How'd you not get that? I was like, Because it was a fucking guy. Like, it was an old Asian man. I didn't I didn't even put it together. Like, they changed Me, for the character. I, ain't gonna lie. I didn't but, either. And I didn't but, like that they changed into trees instead of monkeys. But then I yeah, started thinking of. I saw, dude, when they turn into monkeys, because you see Harrison's like, Mom, let me the fuck out of here. And then it goes back to it like like 10 minutes later. He's just a fucking monkey person, just like, <laughs> just slamming yeah. on the wall. And it's like horrifying. It's like, holy fuck. I will say, so, like, it was that pretty is horrifying the way they turned into a tree. Oh my yeah, yeah, God. That was I did not like that at all. Uh, the CG on that was freaky as fuck. <laughs> was horrifying in its own I did right. not like that. I did not like that at all. Actually, watching it was a bit hard for me. Like, just staring yeah. at the screen when their fucking limbs started getting burst apart. It was something, it, it also took something about Harrison and the fucking monkey pod. I like that they... Hanging on the glass. That fucking freaked me out, man. They took that moment to describe a bit of the lore. Um, They kind of used that to describe, like, how they did terraform places like Mars and stuff. Uh, They used that same thing where they turned on the tree. So, it was like a quick subtle little thing to be like oh this is kind of how this is a bit of the lore this is how these places became habitable by yeah uh, in the original anime it's uh it's peter going wild <laughs> yeah it's, it's yeah, what happens yeah. if we don't if we don't check peter now that's the future is them doing and pretty uh, much fucking terroristic pretty attacks much. like that because that's a that's a terrorist terroristic attack that they i just turned on the episode now because i have like all, all i'm looking at i'm just looking at him in that fucking pod where she turned her own son into a fucking Planet of the Apes crazy uh, monkey guy. Yeah. Like, Speaking oh. of great episodes, um, 
I forget the name of the episode, but uh, Perry DeFlu, Perry, I forget how to say it. Perry Matt Perot. Yeah, they did that really I, good, man. That's I one agree. of my favorite anime episodes. It's really I love that anime cool. episode. That's also the very first episode of Cowboy Bebop I've ever seen. Um, just so back in the good, day, because, you know, five, top five. it just comes on, you know, the way you watched it when I was younger is it just comes on TV. And so one day, like, I, I, I want to say it was Adult Swim. I don't really know, though, but it was late night. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's the very first episode of Cowboy Bebop I've, I've ever seen was that one. And I remember always, like, comparing him to the Penguin from Batman. Like, yeah. He does, he does look like he's inspired by the Penguin. Yeah. And I see why you think that. Also, what a fucking fantastic first episode, by the way. Yeah, that's a great first Dude, the episode. Casting, the casting Bebop. is so good. Like, my only regret, this is, like, of course, I, yeah, wish, you was, want things to be. I wish he was fatter, but. I w- yeah, a little bit fatter, but I love he fucking juggles him like a street fighter in the shadow. There's like you see the oh, shadow, dude, goes, the shadow kick, choreography, kick, 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 kick. kick. He only does it like once. Yeah, he only does it like once in the TV show. And I was like, oh, I just needed them to get juggled like three more times. That's like all I wanted. Juggled. Like, We're talking about a like, human, not a fucking fighting game, dude. Uh, that's the, a great episode. The, I animation, like, episode. the budget on that episode, yeah, the budget is so high on that episode. Did you see did, the like, high speed movement that he did, Matt Perot, when he fucking just like kind of flashed up over? I said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he, yeah, there was a moment where he just like super speed moved over to Spike. I said, "That is not good." That he was it's, a problem. Oh, dude, he's it's, he throws a trash bag on him because it's all he has. He's like, I do. I'm probably he's probably a little drunk. Had a couple of drinks because he was just playing some pool. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, Spike's Taekwondo didn't work at all. Like, Hello, boy. <laughs> he like, just starts uh, walking shit. away. It was yeah, a little strange. The acting, though, the casting on the TV show, though, it's like a 10 out of 10. The, that guy was fucking perfect. He was yeah. great, but he was really once again, he, as great as he was in the show, uh, it was just more of the incompetence of Vicious. Like, I feel like they made Vicious so incompetent, so garbage. Like, he... because. In the show, Vicious has to hire him to go kill Spike. Like, Vicious yeah. is just so incompetent and garbage yeah. in the sh- like in the uh in the one flashback. Also, side note, we haven't mentioned this yet. They gave they make it as though Vicious is not Vicious's name; it's his code name. And so, when Spike was in the Syndicate, his code name is Fearless. Actually, Fearless. this is kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah. But they should the one flashback. Fearless destroys an entire separate mob. Alone, oh yeah, solo. Yep, and vicious. Like vicious does dad, nothing. And his dad shows up in the morning when he's all drunk and on his fucking deathbed. And he's like, "Hey, I'm so proud of what you did. You wiped out an entire mob by yourself." And then he takes credit for it. He's like, "You're a fucking liar." Yeah. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe. I was like, "Wow, I would have got duped by that too." <laughs> like the way the dad the dad set him up nicely. Like he, he set, set him, him up, up fucking nice. He was like, "You finally lived up to it. You're finally the man I thought you would grow into." Like, all of this shit, and then the second that Vicious tries to take any bit of credit for what happened last night, he's like, you're a fucking liar, and he punches him in the stomach. You are a fucking liar. Yeah, he that... was like, I am so embarrassed and disappointed by you. On the note of the dad, uh, good on them for, I love the mask. How they, the mask look like the anime versions. Of oh, the that, was that was dude. Their cool. masks well are done, perfect. Man. Very it well done. really, really, really fucking cool. I that, thought was that was smart. the coolest thing ever. That yeah, it was. very smart. It was. The, it, yeah. it looks good because I'm oh man because if it wasn't a mask if they I don't know if they tried to make him look like that it would be bad the fact that it was oh, a yeah, mask yeah, yeah. was really smart and it Can didn't talk- look like a fucking weird anime cosplay no it, it didn't. looked like a weird like almost like a fucking terracotta soldier ceramic-y yeah, fucking yeah. weird yeah it was really good looking yeah I, I got some random shit I want to talk about so and a lot of media that I've seen over my my life 
I've definitely seen cocaine rooms where everyone is butt-ass naked. I have never seen a cocaine room where everyone is butt-ass naked and their eyes are also stapled shut. I... Yeah. I don't know what you're never, talking about. I'm so and lost. Cowboy, and Cowboy Bebop, there's a scene where they make the red eye. Show. Yes. Oh, right, right. And the fucking right. people's eyes, their actual eyes are stapled shut. Yeah, like some shut or something. I've yeah. seen, I've that seen way they can't people, take red eye. I've seen people be butt ass naked in a cocaine room before. I've never seen them be butt ass naked and their eyes stapled yeah. shut until, until co- that, that caught that me. Cool. I, rewind it, I rewind it. I couldn't believe it. That caught me off guard. Yeah, it's, uh, that was. That was a fucked up scene. There was, was there was another scene. There was another part where Spike he gets up to a bounty and he has his gun out. He's like, "We can do this the easy way or the fun way." Yeah, and he's like, "I guess we're doing it the fun way." <laughs> and I just love how the fun way was killing him. Because yeah. <laughs> the easy way was like, "You come with me, I turn you in." But he's like, "We can do this the easy way or the fun way." And I thought about what the fun way was, and when the guy ran, he was like, "All right, we're doing it the fun way." I was like, "Yo, Spike is Spike is vicious." So I want to we're we're kind of jumping around, but. Something we haven't talked about yet, and Fraser, you did you saw the movie, right? Yeah, I saw everything. Right. I saw everything okay. Cowboy Bebop has to offer. So now you want to talk about animation? The movie as a whole was fucking amazing. But it the, is the, yeah, the train fight scene, and obviously my the final scene fight scene. The movie. Vincent wow. is such a cool villain too. Oh man, yeah. I actually really like Vincent as a villain, a terrorist. I think that his character is cool. Again, he's the same character that I like. He also looks like Zangetsu from uh, Bleach. He does. He does. He looks <laughs> exactly like Tenza Zangetsu. Like he looks exactly like that guy. That um, I guess that's what I guess he's going to be a big part of season two because at the end, uh, and the cringiest and thing once again, once again, uh, people have been sharing the final scene with Ed from the Netflix show and saying this is the reason why the show sucks. I that show that scene is awful. Like it's really cringy. The yep. wig is terrible yeah um and i also don't like that ed wasn't in the show at all yeah it, it was i wrote that down as one of my notes ed is not in the show Ed is just they're not just, they're they just mentioned radical ed, but for season two i don't but, like that there's even a season two i'm be honest with you i think that it should have ended with them two dying like it happens in the anime and that should have just been the end of it not julia becoming the fucking new boss of the yeah, I, yeah i don't understand the so, julia shit really that's what's so really weird dumb. because they they took things what you said earlier, the end of the season, the end of the Netflix show is episode five. But they also took build up from they took things that happened way later. But yes. They made it so that the ending was episode five. And so yep. there, there's still room for a season two because there's still some plot lines they didn't get into. Season two there's is a lot of going to have going to have Vincent in it, assumedly, because um, Ed at the end says, like, we got to find Velaju. But the whole Julia becoming the super crime boss and. I think that that is again. that is the worst part of the entire show. Julia becoming <sighs> this this fucking random. You know they thought ass. that was like a big reveal. Like, wait, did they see this so moment? It's like corny, uh, such a corny reveal, a terrible yeah, it reveal. Bad. It was it possibly really the worst shit I've seen. It, it's up there with worst things I've seen in an adaptation ever. Yeah. Um, Ju- Ju- Julia's just randomly walking in with the gun, and you knew where it was. I, I hate it. You knew where it was going the second she walked up and shot Vicious, and then she didn't put the gun down, and she kind of walked up to Spike, and then she started talking about how, oh, why'd you leave me if you know where I was at? You let me stay with him this whole time, suffering. It just was so corny that she she randomly became evil, and she was the she was the mastermind behind him, the coup d'etat, and it, it was so fucking cringe, man. That That's whole dumb. thing was so cringe. Then she like gives the gun to Spike, like finish him off. He's the only thing standing in between us. I, I just thought that that was a. T- she's not Julia. She's well, just she, not Julia. She's not Julia. But and they also like she's the one that shoots that scene where Spike 
ends up falling out of the church window is such an iconic scene. And it's such an iconic moment for Spike and Vicious. For Spike and yes. Vicious. The fact yeah, that Julie yeah. is the one that shoots them out a window, it's so yeah. fucking stupid. They also cut the scene really short. Like in the mm-hmm. anime, it's like a minute long. And in the TV show, falling? it's like 10 seconds. It's like, dude, like, and I huh? love. I I don't know what like why I didn't realize it. It's pretty obvious, but he drops a grenade when he falls, and like yeah, that's how he gets away. Like he's using that grenade as cover. Yeah, like when I was really young, that was the first episode I ever saw. I was on vacation with my family, in like fucking Tennessee or so, just some random fucking place. And I remember we were all asleep in the loft. Everybody was asleep, and I remember like I I couldn't go to sleep, so I turned the TV and I couldn't turn on the volume. I just watched that as like a fucking ten year old. And like a pitch black room surrounded by family as they're dead asleep. And I was just like, what the fuck did I just see? But um, it's really well choreographed and everything. In the yeah, I, I like their fight in the anime at that scene. Like I thought or because in the anime, they actually don't really fight long at all. It's like pretty much it's not like long. Seven seconds. But in the TV show, they, they spruce it up a little bit. But him going through the window with Julia doesn't make any sense. Um, It's really bad. It came out of nowhere. It was one of those things that's like a. It's supposed to be for shock factor because I think yeah yeah I think nowadays nowadays directors feel like everything has to have a shock factor to it right like there has to be like a oh I didn't see that coming moment and we don't like everything doesn't have to be Game of Thrones like we don't need a character who's been good the entire show randomly turn out to be a supervillain we don't need that that doesn't that doesn't really add something all the time we don't need a Daenerys because she's basically Daenerys she was a good character. The entire show, right? She's like this damsel in distress. That's the way she's been portrayed the entire the show. show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, at the last minute, she's instead of being a damsel in distress, she is the fucking distress. It's like what what is happening now? Like what just happened? She just yeah, she just becomes the supervillain. I don't like. I have no interest in Julia the Crime Lord. Like me either. And maybe if maybe if the show was written better, it, it, specifically if Julia and Vicious were written better, uh, like I'm not saying the idea of Julia. Like if they want to change things. If Julia ends up being the crime lord in another timeline, that's fine if it was just written better. She yeah. and Vicious are written horribly, and where it ends up is just garbage. Like, it's not good. Also, Cheyenne mentioned something that I do want to touch on, because I, this is one of my first notes. It's from episode one, but it's also going back to the episode five in the anime, where he gets thrown out the window in his fight with Vicious, and he he throws the grenade back or whatever, and it blows up. He falls in the anime for what seems like a minute, a minute and a half long with glass all yeah, around him, right? Flashback and stuff. It's, yeah. But the fall is super slow motion and it's a beautiful shot. Yeah, I it, love it. It even ages well. Like, I just watched it and it, it ages well even in 2021. One of my favorite scenes of the entire series is him just falling backwards from the window. Yep. So, what I, I want to say is in episode one of the Netflix show, there's a scene at the very end where uh, Katarina. When she get when she gets killed, she gets shot out out of her uh, ship, and you see all the red eyes surrounding her, and it's a really beautiful shot in slow yeah. motion with a bunch of broken glass. It's literally what they should have done for the the cathedral scene. It's her outside of the ship, surrounded by red eye, surrounded by glass, and she's all shot up. She's dead, and it's it literally it's just a slow motion, and it lasts for a minute, and you're just staring at it, and it's beautiful though because the red eye is like really shiny. And yeah, in, she's yeah, in a yeah. vacuum of space. She hasn't frozen yet, but it's really, really beautiful. And I thought that the show would have a lot more of that, and it didn't. Something that's just as you real up, quick, the casting on Asimov, her boyfriend, is like a ten out of ten. Literally, like such a good <laughs> casting. It's like uh, they got the guy. Like I don't know how they got him, but they got the guy. Like, <laughs> I want to say on the note, look just like him. On the note of episode one, and then also on the note of changing um, the way Julian Vicious are. 
in one way, you can tell the people that made the show, or at least some of the people that made the show, did. Some of the people are fans of Cowboy Bebop. I mean, with Jet and Spike's casting and some of the other things that are in there, done really well. But there's other things where I go, did they understand what they were adapting? Because, for example, episode one is really poetic to the series as a whole. Because the fact that episode one is about a boy and a girl trying to escape the syndicate together, you don't realize at the time, but that's what Spike and Julia tried to do. Spike and Julia mm-hmm. tried to escape the syndicate together. And the fact that that's episode one, and Spike has like sympathy for um, this girl, and you know that whole process, that's done really well in both the anime and the uh, show. But as the show goes on... The complete like change and warping to Julia's character and Vicious's character, I feel like it it taints like the the poetry of it does. episode one and episode twenty six of the anime, where it, it's full circle. Where the beginning and the end of the anime, once you get the full scope, you understand Spike's character and the relationship between Asimov and Katarina and Spike and Julia. Whereas the, the Netflix show kind of just like tears that apart and uh, just kind of ruins it. Yeah, I agree. I actually, now that you say that, I do like how episode one is basically the future of the entire show is the escape and pretty much what the past was. It's like the past, the present and the future. Exactly. And in the anime, like Spike and Julia both die, um, just like Katarina and Asimov. And that's something that it ends in tragedy. That's something that's important about Cowboy Bebop as a whole. I've heard people just throughout my life, uh, say that Spike in general, this is a problem I have with, with the way people review things is, they, some people have said Spike is a bad character because he doesn't have character development. Um, because by episode one, episode twenty six, he's roughly the same character. He doesn't ch- completely change. That's that's the point of Spike's character in a way. He's stuck in the past, even though he pretends to. He be even says it. My one eye sees the past. Oh, yeah, his different and eyes. Yeah. Di- like similar like how Game of Thrones, where you you do get punished. Spike dies at the end, and he dies because he can't get low. The- he dies because he doesn't develop as a character. Like, that's why Spike dies, in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. He could have turned back. And that doesn't mean he's a bad character. Or- I think he's an... Ex- I think, in general, the cast of that anime is a pretty expertly written cast, uh, and there's a lot of subtlety in the writing. I, I just enjoy it a lot, and I don't think... I it- do, too. I love Faye's character in the anime. I really like her a lot. I understand why she does the things that she does. Yeah, she's a she's uh, a degenerate gambler, but she's also fucking dude. That's enough. Oh man, it's so good. I I'm wish, sorry for cutting you off, but I, they don't go into her debt that much in the show. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't yeah, like that are. she's not a vicious gambling cheater who's really good at it. I don't like that she doesn't have that. What's the name that they gave her? The nickname like Lady Luck, not Lady Luck, but something. In the early forget. episodes, they call her something. She has like a name, like a she name. Does. I don't remember, but she and does. it basically it basically alludes to her being able to cheat the casino. Like that's yeah. her thing, and she's good. And she even cheats later on when she's playing the game with Jet, and she gets him to yeah, strip down the, to his socks <laughs> with the uh, ankle. Oh yeah, she's that. that's a big part of her character is that she can't help but gamble. She actually gambles yeah. away her winnings, even when they all do, the time. When they, when they finally get a good bounty and they finally do get paid, she loses all her money. She's betting on horse races. There's that one episode where she loses all her money on horse races, and then at the end she's like walking away. She's like, maybe I should give up the ponies. And like people, people with gambling problems, like that's what they go through. They're like, oh, I gotta give the ponies up. Like, you don't get that from the Faye in the show at all. She's not really that same. That's why I said this is not Faye. Not they this- also the show doesn't have that. Once again, the dystopian this. It doesn't have that 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 theme that money rules everything. Um, yeah. Like look at the fact that she comes out of cryo. She did not ask to be in cryo sleep. She comes out of cryo sleep, and the, she has fucking fifty years of debt plus interest. 
They're like, oh, yeah. you've got all this debt and 50 years of interest, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what the f- Why? Why do I have... Yeah. She has all this debt, and then, you know, then she ends up with a con man, and then the con man up, ends up giving her more debt, and then she's kind of forced into this life of just gambling and being a con woman. Um, Yo, do you know another thing? I, I, I have to interject. Go ahead, go the, ahead. In the anime, man... So, talking about the episode where uh, Radical Ed meets her dad, in that same episode, I believe... Excuse me. In that same episode, I believe, uh, Faye runs into a classmate. Yes. yes. Who's in a wheelchair. Oh, yeah. and, and she has a granddaughter. And when I tell you that that is such a cool-ass concept, that you've been frozen, and you're still 20 years old, and you meet a, a high school classmate, I thought that that was so fucking good. It's really sad. I, I think... For a long time, I didn't realize she's from Singapore, but you can tell from the um the the, the video cameras and recordings and shit that she's actually from Singapore. Oh, from wow, the, uh, there's I little, don't think I the, realized. That. I never picked the other little statues. Yeah, it's like it's like how you know when the movie. Like I don't know if they've ever said when the movie takes place ever, but the reason I know, and I know this on my own because I'm a freak, is that in the, in the um the Halloween parade, if you look really fucking closely in one of the scenes, you can see Cowboy Andy. And he's a samurai. So it takes place after he becomes a samurai. That's like episode like 21 or something. And then um, Big Shots didn't get canceled yet. And the episode after Cowboy Andy, Brain Scratch, I think it, get can- it gets canceled, I think. So you know it takes place between episodes like 22 and 23. Mm. That's like how you're supposed to know. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, I um, you you are the first person that told... Like, that's something I learned from you. I remember you telling me that years ago. Yeah, so that's you see Cowboy Andy as a samurai, and then Big Shots isn't canceled, and it gets canceled the episode after Cowboy Andy. So yeah, that's so when it takes place. Cool. Stuff like that is yeah, so cool. I love it, too. It's so fucking cool. I mean, they've, they've probably said now when it takes place, but I know that's how you were That's how you were originally supposed to know. Wow. Yeah. I just... I don't know. Seeing uh, Faye run into an old classmate who has a granddaughter... And Faye is just 20 years old, still extremely hot. And the woman even <laughs> says, like, you look exactly the same, not a day's change, but I heard that ghosts do show up here. Yeah. I, I don't that Just the writing Faye, on that. Faye's story as a whole is really good. I, I really enjoy how, like, you know, the tape shows up. And that's the thing. Faye's such a degenerate gambler that, because in the Netflix show, her, her sole focus is on the fact that she has amnesia. And that's a big part of her in the anime as well. But in the anime, she's such a degenerate gambler that when Jet tells her a package came for her, she fucking runs. She's yep. like, I'm the fuck out of here. <laughs> he said, I can't believe that a woman who does all this vicious shit to get things will run from something free. Yeah, she, she gets out of there. And it He's ends like, up this being, is free, and she's running from it. It ends up being not a VHS, a Betamax tape. I hear a lot of people say it's a VHS. Yeah. It's not a VHS. No, it's, it's a Betamax, Betamax tape. Because they have that fucking nerd go, oh, well. They have like a nerd rant about it. I love when it fucking freezes and Spike just fucking destroys the machine. He like kicks the keys out of the machine. He kicks it up and then and then Jet yells at him. He goes, What? My ship always works when I kick it. Like, yeah, it's like literally not even remotely close to kicking it in a useful way. He just <laughs> crushes it with his foot. Just and the guy's like, ah, What the fuck? Yeah, I remember like I thought they did the, the the videotape segment pretty good in the TV show, but in the anime, that's the the song that plays. It's called like "Pitiful Faye" or something. I forget what the song's called. Like that's funny because I listen to the soundtrack all the time, and I'm I'm really bad with song titles in general. I just know the song, but um, the music that they play during those flashback scenes, dude, I get like a little misty every time. Where it's like she's like, "Do your best, do oh, your best." It is heavy on the heart. Don't when you see quit. That. Don't quit. 
And she's like, go, hey, go me, me like, or good something. morning. Like, yeah, and it's like, ah. And you, she was like a good girl, and now she's like fucking up. She's like a little gambling addict. Like, you're like, ah, man, she just... She and, just kind of went down the wrong path a bit. Like, but, but what hurts them, what, what makes it hurt is it's not even like it was her choice to go down the wrong path. You know, she got in this, yeah. she got in this huge accident. She woke up with amnesia. Yeah. And then as soon as she woke up, the fucking world was just taking advantage of her. Yep. And yeah. she had no memory. She had no basis. Think she's of, pretty sweet when she meets Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. Like she's she, actually kind she of a falls sweet in girl. Love, and she, that's the guy yeah. that teaches her how to be a con woman. Basically, like she becomes yeah. a con woman because of him. Yeah, I my interpretation. Maybe this is just me making a stretch, but my interpretation was like, yeah, she she kind of got fucked up by the world when she woke up. But it was always that you know when like people go through like comas or whatever, they become like a different person. I always got that a little bit from it. But like she's that a different maybe person like because you are, we are our childhoods. Like everything yep. we are is, it's everything that has happened the day before is what makes us who we are today. So when you wake up twenty years old and you have no reference for the the rest of your life you just become what it is going forward you know what i mean like th- yeah. those are new impressionable experiences which is why i'm not mad at her being a lesbian in the show because she could have been because she doesn't know anything it's like literally she's never to her she's never had a sexual experience she doesn't have any reference of sexual experiences so when this woman comes on to her it's like well i don't know she even says that she's like i don't know she's only yeah, like you've never experienced anything as far as you know. So yeah. this is this is all new to you. And I think that's an interesting concept is like, you know, you're just experimenting like any human should be able to and figuring out who you are and pretty much how everyone finds out. It's like, you know, something happens and you're you're put in an environment where like, oh, I like this or I don't. Yeah, I'm and not she's, a, she's for it. I'm not upset at her orientation at all. I do. It is odd in terms of uh, this has nothing to do with orientation because she can be a femme fatale while also still being a lesbian. Um, yeah. But once again, it is odd that. There is aspects of her character that is heavily changed, because um, like in the anime, she very she's aware that she's sexy and she uses that to her advantage. She's so aware of it, and I think that I love that about the anime Faye. I think that the anime Faye being so coy with men, yeah, and just like there's plenty of scenes where she kind of goes up to a guy, she gets really really close to him, puts on a sensual voice, puts her boobs in his face, hey big boy, and, yeah. and then she points her gun at his ball sack and she's like, "You're gonna tell me right now." Oh, yeah, <laughs> guy, I remember that guy. He's like. She's like, what? I thought you had a dragon tattoo. And she like rips it open. And it's like, I got a thing for eels. Yeah, it's like an eel. Oh my yeah. God. I forgot about that. Cause the guy with the dragon tattoo is like this little skinny kid. And he's and... right behind her. Yeah. <laughs> On I the forgot about VT that. Episode. That. I, so, I really hope VT, if they do season two, I really, really hope VT is in season two. I really fucking like VT a lot. The, dude, what uh, do you guys think about what they did to Ayn, the doggy? I um, I, doggo. He's basically not a character in the, uh, I mean, in the TV show, he's around, but I, th- um, the anime, but I think in the TV show, he's almost not even really like, he's, he's just not. a normal dog. Like, he, he also doesn't, doesn't really... come until episode three, which is a little late. Then when he does come, he's not in it for much. And then when they use him, they use him to, as a machine because his eyeballs can play fucking visions. Yeah. And yeah. then also in the, in the anime, they care about Ayn. Like uh, yes. as much as, cause Spike even says after Ed joins, he goes, uh, he goes, uh, Jet. There's three things I hate. Kids, uh, animals, and women with bad attitudes or something like that. And he's like, why do we have all three? Why do we have all three on the show? But but you see, especially throughout the episodes, um, he grows, like, they become his family. He does end up loving them. Even if he can't let go of his past, that ends up being his downfall. He loves and has a family with these people. You can feel his depression, like, when Ed and Ayn leave, and he opens up to Faye at the very end. 
Yeah, so, it culminates where he's like, "This like I, I have two different eyes. One's because I can't stop looking in the past or whatever." Yeah, and, and it then just shoots the roof. It just sucks. I get it because Ayn ends up being a fucking magical spy dog, but it just sucks because after that episode, they just fucking they're like, "All right, you're." They just ditch Ayn, and it just feels weird because in the anime, Ayn is a part of that family. It's their dog. In a yeah, Ayn's in almost every episode too. Just yeah. by the way, and they just get rid of him. They're like, they fucking leave his ass on the dock, and they're like, "I'm out of here." <laughs> I'm yeah, I'm not here. He's doesn't feel important at all in the Netflix show. There's no. Yeah, I, I actually Another, something for him. My bad, you go. No, I was looking for him, and like as I was watching it, I kept on saying, "Where the fuck is I at?" Yeah, yeah. Something that's really funny to me is like, do you know that the dog's super fucking smart in the uh in the anime, but they don't really know or give a shit. I think Ed is the only one that realizes it's like a special dog, but like the dog's just smart as fuck. But they don't really know. They're just like, oh, well, yeah. okay, cool. It's a dog. But it's like, it's like as smart as like a fucking thirteen-year-old kid or something. Like it's like just a really smart fucking dog. Yeah, it's a data dog or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And- oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say, Kenny? Oh, I was just gonna reiterate. Yeah, and then you know, in the show, I just doesn't <laughs> feel that important and doesn't yeah. feel part of the family. Okay, so I have to say this because this is. You know, like like we all said, the show it is it is worth watching. I think it's pretty good overall, although it does have some awful things like Vicious and Julia. One of the other things though that's like if I had to have a top three list of things that the show is criminal for, it's Vicious, Julia, and that order. And then the third thing is the fight choreography. I think that the choreography for all of the hand to hand combat is fucking terrible. It's, it's if not you, that good. If I you go on, decent. Like no, I wasn't going, blown away, but I thought it was no, decent. No, no, no. Cheyenne, go back and watch some of the fight choreography and look at how the actors are literally going one, two, three, four. One, that, two, Nick said the same two, thing. Four. Nick pretty one, much two. said the same thing. All right, that, two uh... people said it. You're overruled. <laughs> I'm telling you, Cheyenne, if you go back and watch it, it looks like me and you literally said, okay, I'm going to punch here. I want you to move here. So one. Yeah, he was two. saying that like they keep pausing and I was like. It's, it's really bad though. It's yeah. like. And, and here's the thing, the episode before this podcast is actually the Shang-Chi episode where we we talked about how amazing the fighting choreography is for that Marvel movie. And yeah. it's, all, it's all like old school Jackie Chan, Jet Li vibes. Oh, shit. It's, it's very fluid and it's very good. And me and Kenny spent at least a half hour praising the yeah, fighting. If you, go, if you go back to back to, with something like that, though, you're going to spoil it for so yourself. So we went, we went <laughs> yeah. back to back. We literally like went Shang-Chi. We did. We went Shang-Chi, praise, praise, praise. And then I watched this. And as I'm watching it, because I watched it all yesterday, as I'm watching it, I was like, this fighting choreography is god fucking awful. Yeah. There's one part with Spike, he does a rapid punch on somebody's chest. He's like, pop, 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 pop. Yeah. It, it looks so bad, it's though. Not like, good. awful. Dude, if you watch like any Korean movie with action in it, like pretty much any Korean movie, it's it they they fucking do like real life drop kicks on one another. Like they Whoa. just do crazy shit. Like, Shang Chi. It's a Marvel movie, and Shine, you should watch it. It's a, it's one of the best Marvel movies, and it's the really light good. choreography and a lot of the shots. It's done by the guy that does the choreography and the shots from The Matrix. And uh, yeah, it, it, Shang Chi is it's got great choreography, and obviously, yeah, or maybe yeah. not obviously, but the Cowboy Bebop live action show. Although I, there was like some moments where I was like, hey, that was cool, but overall, the choreography was like, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't like disappointed though i wasn't blown away like i thought the um the wedding scene where they fought in the bathroom i thought that was a pretty good fight it was okay but all, oh, all of the fighting i can literally spot 
the slowdown, the pause. There was a, there was a, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for you to throw out your attack that I know is coming to my left foot. Like some pro wrestling shit. It just yeah. looked very scripted and not in a good way. Whereas I remember watching the anime and thinking to myself, man, like Spike be getting busy. And it, you know, obviously it's, it's an anime. So it's, it's, you know, it's drawn. It's not the same, but I expected it to be a little bit better because Netflix has a lot of cash. Clearly they spent a lot on uh, the backdrops and stuff. Yeah. I just, I just expected fucking really set good. design is really atmospheric it's very good especially when they're on like what's the one plan starts with a t i think it's oh, yeah. um yeah, yeah that's actually that's uh one of jupiter's moons yes so i i enjoy a lot of the atmospheric aspects of the show how they adapted that but every time there was an action sequence with multiple guys being fought and not not the shooting the shooting is fine because i mean it's just shooting it's specifically when they go into martial arts it just it just comes off so bad. But there's like, like Kenny said, there are cool parts where like when Spike flipped the coin up into there, then he did that fucking cool ass kick on it. Yeah. Like but, that was opening okay. scene. That was cool. Another, like he's, the gunplay for the most part's fine, but uh, like Vicious, I thought his sword play was pretty bad. It was. Um, like his sword play I don't really remember the sword play. I don't fucking remember. His I borderline not existing. He used his goddamn fucking sword. Yeah. Like, like the, dude, the, 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 coup, was a little the scene where that. he does the coup, like that's that's one of the scenes where he's supposed to be getting busy with his sword and like it doesn't yeah, look good. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah, look like, good. Um also speaking of the coup, uh as far as I know, this is an original character. I don't recall this being anybody. The black guy? I love that black guy that fucking eats people's nuts. That guy He great. said Yo and I, he said hold on and I quote, You'll never know true power until you've tasted the balls of a man who's wronged you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he reminded me of like a Quentin Tarantino character or like some Django yeah. Unchained. He felt like he was from Django Unchained or some shit. His I name was Santiago the Eunuch. Wow. He was I mean, I guess shit. He ate his own nuts or somebody ate his nuts. I, that guy he's, was, not, he, he's not a eunuch not because a eunuch. of. Yeah. I love. I, 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 did you guys catch on pretty quickly that um he used the face changer on him? Yeah, I caught on immediately. I, yeah. I. I forget when exactly I caught it, but my favorite, because I think in um, the anime, I'm pretty sure Abdul Hakim just gets face surgery because it's like fucking top notch. Um, it's so funny when they're at that bar. There's like like a sexy ass lady just like leading the guy away. She's like, mm, come on. He's going to get surprised later. Then, it just turns into an old lady. Like it glitches out for a yeah. second. And she's like, you know, her voice would just be like, come on, honey. Let's well, go to this special room. So the- like, it's like. In that episode in the show, they talk about Jet explains that the way the face change technology works, especially the old versions, it leaves like a scar on your wrist. And he talks about that, and that's earlier in the series. Um, By the end, when Vicious, um, when when they play the coup scene, they for a moment they show the hand of Santiago the eunuch, and you can see the mark on his wrist. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, "Oh shit, that's Vicious." I didn't realize he said that at all. Like, yeah, as you soon were as I saw the mark on his wrist, I was like, oh, shit. House. Like, Santiago is vicious right house. now. Uh, yeah. So you, you realized early, quicker than me because I completely, like, just didn't pay attention to the scar on the wrist thing. Yeah, as soon as but, I saw it, I realized. That guy was a shit, though. That guy was cool, man. Yeah, I like uh, Santiago. You know what guy? It was another guy I think they kind of want to be like that, and he's, like, a little corny for me, was... um. Whitney's, like, boyfriend, or, like, the Russian boyfriend dude. Oh, the uh, the Iron Mink? Yeah, he. I don't know if I liked him or not. <laughs> I kind of like liked the weird. Iron Mink. He was a he was another. I think original if they brought character. him back, did he die? I don't remember. Did they, they no, just no, make he didn't it die? Out? He he just like he ended he up out, fucking good. fucking the mom. Like if they brought him back and did some shit with him, maybe it could be cool. But I wasn't. I, I wasn't. They, they did super... a pretty good job with their original characters. Like some of their original I, characters I are pretty do, good. Yeah. The Iron Mink and uh, Santiago were both good. Um, I can't. 
off the top of my head, remember which other ones, but the, some, you know, of their, some of their adaptate, like Teddy the Bomber, I think they did terrible. Like Teddy was awful, but yeah, Iron Man I thought was good. Some of their adaptations of characters were bad, which is in stark contrast to how good their adaptations are for fucking Jet, especially. Um, but some of their the Jet is, cool. was like I don't I don't like Jet nearly as much as I like Spike in the anime. I still love Jet, but like I like Jet. He's my favorite character in the TV show, like the live action. He's just so good, man. He's just he so fucking good. Like, he, he's like every scene he's in. I really like the uh, the reveal of how they get uh, how Faye gets the ship in the Netflix show. Like, oh, because I was like, what the fuck is this ship? Why does she have this stupid ship? Like, what yeah. even is this? I like the way she gets her mom's, like, her fake mom's ship, and it's actually the ship from the show. Yeah, I thought that was really I cool. I popped off. I was like, there it is! Nick, yeah. that's the ship! Because, like, Nick Because it was, really like, under, it was under a cover, too. When they first reveal it, it's, mm-hmm. like, under a big-ass, like, blanket type of situation. Yeah. And I said, oh, that's so cool. She's about to steal it. She's about to actually you, you get know that, like, shit. That, like, movie theater shit when it's, like, like the first time Iron Man walks out. It was like that for me. I was like, there it is. There's the, 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 the. You could say the Millennium Falcon, basically. Yeah, like, dude, I, I fucking I popped off. I was like, yeah, oh, my that, God. I, I, I thought that little thing was cool. I was like, same. When I was sick, because I, so I, I guess I, I was looking at it when I was watching the show. I was like, man, they really fucked her ship up. Like, because at <laughs> first I just assumed, like, I was just like, it's like, man, they, because they, they adapted the Swordfish, which is the name of Spike's ship. They made the, the swordfish looks great, and I was like, they fucked. I was like, Faye's ship does not look right. And then yeah. when we finally got to that episode in the garage, and Faye's ship actually showed up, I did pop off. I was like, oh, she, I think Faye's ship's yeah. called the Red Tail. I think it's like Red Tail or something forget. like that. I know Jets is Hammerhead. Yeah, it's Hammerhead, Swordfish, Swordfish and Red Tail. Two, I think, and then I think Faye's is Red Tail. I'll look it up. So they're all fish um, names then. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Did the swordfish in the Netflix show ever fire the blue laser? I don't think you know, so. that's one thing. Our so. straight up lit down, there was never a single uh ship fight. And there's I feel yeah, the like there's more sh- I, I, I might I be crazy, that. but I feel like there's more ship fights in the anime than there are hand to hand combat fights. I, think, I don't I think, think there are. are. There's there a are. lot of ship there's fights. There's a lot. In the anime. There's a good amount of ship fights. Like like the movie like, it might be Star Fox. Like, like Cowboy Bebop could fuck with yes. Fox McCloud. But. It's to the point where I noticed that they were absent from the Netflix show. Yeah, there was yeah, a, I don't think there was much. a single one, right? I don't, I don't think, think so. Well, I think really. Kenny's right. And that was the, like, there's just I'm, like I'm the very not first a one ship guy. isn't even really a ship fight, but when Ozimov and uh, Katarina get shot the fuck up, hey, that's not really the, yeah, that's, that's not really a ship fight. But other than yeah. that, I don't really think there's any ship um, combat. Yeah, like I'm I'm not a big crazy like dog fighter guy, but you need at least one because like. I, I it's it's refreshing every once in a while, but I I'm more of like a hand to hand combat guy. But it's like, also if we're if you're um, trying to be true to Cabo Bebop, the ship fights are a big part of Cabo Bebop. It's a big part. There's a like, lot a, of ship fights. There's a yeah. lot of effort and emphasis even placed like on the animation and the detail of them like powering their ship up. Like when they're you see their fingers and they're like pressing the button, yeah. and turn the turning the keys. Like, Man, I just want to see the blue laser. I want to yeah. see the fucking swordfish. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I brought this topic up only because of the blue laser. I just asked, where the fuck was the blue laser at? Did I miss it? Maybe I was dozing off. Because the blue laser is such a cool part of the anime to me. Yeah, yeah. Especially the first time you see it, you're like, what? I didn't know the fucking... I didn't know he could do yeah, that. Yeah, it just shoots out this crazy-ass blue laser, and it always wipes out whatever it's targeting. Yeah. That, uh, I, I love how dirty the fucking ships are and stuff. Like, if they feel so real. Like, the Swordfish 2 is such a hunk of shit. Yeah. But he just works miracles with it. Like, it's like, 
it looks like a battle damaged Gundam or some I, shit. I love like on that note. I love um his mechanic when when you finally meet his mechanic and his mechanic Dude, ship is like a old NASA. Space they better fucking. Like it was Columbia. Up. They better fucking bring that episode in. That is such. That's one of my favorite that's episodes. A really good episode. Which which one is that? Uh, the one where with the spaceship and uh. It's like Spike goes. Miles. Spike goes and, to this mechanic, and the mechanic is uh fixing the swordfish. Oh, he ends up being the actual guy, right? What actual guy? Because don't don't they meet the guy who made the swordfish or some shit like that at one point yeah, in the yeah. anime? Yeah, he's like their their okay. mechanic. Doohan. Yeah. Doohan. And he's got uh he's got like this kid name. with him. Yeah, the kid's name is Miles. I think you were right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, like his little like apprentice. He's and, like this really like plucky kid. And he's scared of flying. The kid's scared of flying. I do remember there's he, he's scared of flying. And there's a part where they end up flying. They're doing all the shit, and they end up crashing back down to earth. And then uh, as they're crashing back down, Spike just like lights a cigarette. He's like, right, if I die, I die. He just yeah, whatever. Like, I remember that. <laughs> oh, whatever happens, happens. And uh, yeah, he whatever happens, a cigarette. happens. Um, That's what I mean, man. A cigarette. I need him to smoke. C- I need more dog fights, and I need cigarette smoking. They, yeah, dude. There's a scene when um in that those are that, parts of Spike character. I don't. In, the, I don't in episode where Shine said it's his least favorite episode. Uh, Boogie Woogie Feng Shui. One of the, my um, least. Yeah. Jet has Jet is like traveling with his one of his good friend's daughter. There's a part where she's on the ship. All right, two. I just thought of two things. There's one part where Faye's like, "Hey, Jet's in there with a with a woman." Oh uh, yeah. And so they're yeah. all in the hall. Spike and Faye's in the hallway, and they're looking at Jet and the girl. And um, Faye goes, Whoa. "She's too young." Faye, Faye goes, "Do you yeah. think it's his girlfriend?" And Spike goes, "She's too young." And then Faye goes, "Well, maybe he's not that thing, kind of thing." And he goes, "Well, she's too old." And like, it's such. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. That scene it's is such... wild. Like, that's... Cheyenne, here we go um, again. Too mature for a kid, but for an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, that's, that, I, oh man, that was wild. That's, that's so good. Like I love. I think that even because he's like, oh yeah, like I'm not that old to be your dad. Maybe I could be like an older brother because he's yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to be entirely out of that. Like, but he's just like maybe maybe an older brother. Like I don't. Know. The other thing I was going to say it's right along with that scene because then they go in. Um, then they go in, and then Faye and Spike are just smoking up a storm. And they're talking to the girl, and they're just, like, smoking. It's just, like, and she's just sitting in the fucking middle, and there's smoke everywhere. And Jet's like, no smoking in the ship. And they're like, what? And he's like, no smoking in the ship. And they, <laughs> they go outside. But it's another moment of just how much smoking is in the show. Because we've all been there where you're just, like, in a room with, like, two old people, and they're just smoking. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, She's just sitting there like, these fucking people, I can't breathe. Like, they're just smoking all over me. Um, But, yeah, I agree. I don't. From from my memory, I don't think the show utilizes just how much they smoke, and that is a part of their character and a part of the feel. No yeah, smoking, no dogfighting. Because he smoke, does, sometimes when Spike smokes, it's at some of the most ridiculous times, like we just talked about. They're about to literally die, mm-hmm. and he pulls out a cigarette and says, "All right, well, fuck it. Whatever happens, happens." I think that's such a that's such a big part of who he is as a person. Yeah, is like I'm just living in a moment and. You know, there's other ways to capture that whole like, well, if I die, I die. But they didn't do that in the Netflix show very well. They did it one time to my memory, and it's when he's hanging off the side of the the strip club. Mm-hmm. He's like falls off the side of the strip club, and Jet's holding him, and he's upside down. And as he's hanging, he like lights a cigarette. That's like the okay. only time I remember them doing it in the yeah. Netflix show. You know, a, a good thing that was happening to me. It, it's almost, I mean, it's not really a good thing, but my memories as I was watching the show because I haven't seen the anime in like five years. Um. My memories of the anime and the TV show were merging together, and I, I was starting to have a hard time remembering what was original content and what wasn't at times. Like, I was like thinking like 
like, fuck, how did that happen in the anime? It took was me a really long time to realize who Gren was. Like, the Gren, I knew right away. The Gren, it, I, I did not know right away. It took me a while for me to realize that, who, like, in the show, that was Gren. I was like, because they said Gren, the name sounded familiar, and it took a while for me to go, oh, oh, that's Gren. Like, I, yeah. It just, it took me a while to realize who that was. There were there were just slight twist on like backstories and things like that, and I was like, "Wait, is that the actual backstory or not?" Like, I just it's hard to remember when you don't watch something in a long time. Like, I've seen Bebop a million times, but I I just yeah. haven't seen it in like five years, so it's yeah. Like, and your memories fade a bit. I like with Death Note. Oh. I told Kenny like I'm not going to do the Death Note podcast until I like rewatch all. Yeah, the you'd have to because, because like I because Death Note in fucking so it's, long. It's my favorite anime, but I couldn't tell you the exact sequencing of no every way. little thing that I couldn't happens. Tell you shit, like I don't. <laughs> I, it's dude. Like it's so I know. Detail heavy. It's a really. I know all of the events that happen in Death Note. If somebody gave me a piece of paper and said write down everything that happens, I could write them. I just don't know the chronology of it, and that's so important though. Yeah. And so yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to like ruin it. Uh, but okay, as far as I'm, this is my last time speaking on a smoking thing. But there are two really good times. That I think the Netflix show could have made Spike smoke. One of them would have been in the episode when they go into the guy's ship and he has a booby trap. Yeah. And when Spike kicks Jet's foot off of it and puts his own foot on it and Jet like starts to leave and he says like, bring me that cup of noodles. I'm hungry. It would have been cool as shit if Spike would have reached in his back pocket, pulled out a cigarette and started smoking with his hand. Perfect moment. Oh, tell me that when it looks sick, dog. Because one million percent. If that's if that was an episode in the anime, he would have like. Before he even said anything to Jet, he would have already been taking a cigarette out. He would yes. have been taking a cigarette out, and he'd be like, you know, bring me some cup noodles. And yep. just, he would have, and he would have been taking the drag, and oh. he would have been waiting with his fa- with his foot on the button. Yep, a million the, percent. The second time that they could have used smoking that I think would have been really cool is after he got his ass beat by Mad Perot. Uh, when he's all <laughs> fucked up in the ship and his arm is really like bloody and everything, he's like getting his shit together for the next like fight. He's yeah. gab- he's grabbing knives. He's like, oh, it's a blade of armor and all that. He could have been smoking really crazy right there. Like yeah, a, yeah. A, cigarette, a cigarette in his mouth and he's putting knives and shit in his coat and all types of like preparing himself for this fight. Like, oh, but they can't get past knives, but he's smoking too. That would have been a really good time for him to smoke because he always smokes after he gets his ass beat in the anime. Yes, he does. Also, that he's injured, he, gets, he smokes. On that note, I did like that note. scene. I know some people didn't like they thought it was cringy, but when Jet was making them sing the plan, I like that scene. <laughs> oh, that was, I loved it. I, I actually like loved it. Scene. Yeah, um, that part was cool. I like shit like that a lot. He was like, I did not realize. Tell me the plan again. And then Faye and Spike are like, Yeah. Dude, I don't think I realized until just this moment that Vicious's bodyguards were Shin and Lin. Yes, I, I did not realize that until right now. They I kept they saying that. Random dude. I thought that they Shin was going to portray him the entire time because I was like, yeah, well, because Shin... he helps Spike. And, yeah, in the um, end. But I did not even like now. I it never even occurred to me that that's who they were. I, I was. They, I thought betrayal. we didn't see them yet. I thought we didn't see them. Yet. I thought they'd pop up in like yeah. season two or three or something. Yeah, um, they... that's a bit of a bummer though because I didn't want that to be them. They're they... pretty like nothing. I mean, they're not much. really anything in the anime either, but um. But the thing is, in the Netflix show, they feel like nameless characters, whereas they at do. least in the in the anime, although they're not there much, and they don't have much, they, they end up with a they name, and they, important. they do and, something. Like, and there's a familiarity between Spike and Shen blatantly. Yes. 
Yeah. He thinks it's someone else. He thinks it's the uh, the a uh, brother. And he's like, oh, it's Shin. He thought it was like Lin or something like yeah, that. They're, they're just yeah. like bros, though. Like you can I, tell, I, like they have like a close bond. And yeah, so I like, I like that. There's just a familiarity there, and it's not really there in a Netflix show at all. So the whole time I kept waiting for this betrayal mm-hmm. from Shin, and it just kind of didn't really pay off. And and I, I think I yeah, as far as I know, it's the last episode. Yeah, it's the last episode. But when Spike is storming the syndicate. And he opens up the elevator. Uh, Shin comes out and like points the gun at him, and then he sees it's Spike, and then he immediately gets behind Spike and starts shooting Syndicate members. Like yep. he immediately is like on Spike's side. And yeah, he also dies for Spike too. He and what's interesting is that he dies for Spike, and his brother died for Vicious. His brother oh, died wow. protecting Vicious. Damn, I didn't even fucking think about um, that. That's, that's yeah. crazy. So, because uh, Gren, Gren, if I remember correctly, Gren goes to sh- kill Vicious, and Lin jumps. Oh in the yeah, way. that's right. Yeah, yeah, Lin yeah. Lin jumps yeah. in the way and dies for Vicious, and then yeah. Shen ends up dying for Spike. You so, know, you know, you know what else is crazy? There's, There's a, lot of a poetry part- in Cowboy. Never, I never thought of that ever. There was All a part show where blatantly Spike is walking with uh, Kimmy in his arms, and a guy slides out of one of the pews and pulls a gun out, and Spike just turns around. And Jet is right there, and the guy shoots Spike in the fucking back, like in the shoulder while he's holding Kimmy. And there, at first, I thought Spike was on Red Eye. I thought I thought Spike had just taken Red Eye, and we didn't like see it. Like they were going, it was going to be like a reveal. Yeah. Because the way he reacted to getting shot in the fucking shoulder like that with Kimmy, like he's holding Kimmy, and uh, Jet is too weak because his leg got fucked up by Vicious stomping it. So Jet is like behind him, and the guy slides out the pew with a pistol. He shoots one time, and. Spike literally just turns around, takes the shot, and doesn't even. It's like a quick, like, uh. Yeah. And I was like, dude, we, we got to talk about fucking um, Faye. She gets like shot in like the neck arm area and just chills. Yeah. They do. They like, do. She eat is gunshots. fine. They Yo, eat but no, but eating that one, that one was starting to get to me. Dude, Faye had a fucking bullet in her arm for like. Like 30 minutes. She was just she walking did. around doing shit. She's like oh. making a sandwich. It was bleeding like, down her arm. Dude. She was she was about to start playing like on a fucking GameCube. Like she was doing everything normal. Yeah. Like it's like you have a bullet in your arm. Like what? Like does this not affect her at all? They like, they eat they eat bullets. But that the one with Faye, that was the one that like I vividly remember. I was like, this is just fucking stupid. Oh, like, I it, thought that Spike was on red eye in the last episode. I'm gonna tell you just <laughs> now, he took that gunshot. I said, Okay. My man did not react to that. Did, yeah, what, what did you feel about the uh, the Faye one, Frazier? I just kept staring at her arm, thinking to myself, "Is she gonna fix that?" It was so bloody. Like, like they made a note of how bloody. You know what I'm talking it's about? It's not bleeding. Outfit. It's not bleeding too. But it was like it was just it was, covered it was, in blood. But it was soiled. Her whole outfit yeah. on, the, on the one side, it was like soiled with dry blood, and her yeah. arm was just covered in dry blood. And I kept staring at it, thinking to myself, "What the hell is going on?" She would never let herself look like that. Like, <laughs> not even about looking. It was just like. She was just too casual. Like it was like it happened the nineteenth time in her life. She's like, "Oh no, Biggie, I'm gonna uh, fucking listen to some music." Like she was just doing everything a person without a gunshot wound would be doing. Yeah, they like, they can randomly tank damage in the in the show for some reason. Um, yeah, she tanked that shit hard. Just just taking shots, and they're like, "All right," because like in the sh- in the anime, uh, Spike for the most part dodges most of the bullets, but when he gets shot. By he Lin. gets pretty fucked up. He get when he's wearing the really big puffy jacket. Like Lin puts him down, and he he like goes unconscious for a bit. Um, get shot a couple times in anime. It's actually pretty cool. The one episode that I like, uh, Cheyenne said he didn't like it really. Was the one with the little kid who has the guy in a wheelchair. Yeah. 
Oh, I that fucking he gets, love that episode. Well, you like you like swayed me back to it when you were when we were talking about that Medina's. You kind of swayed me back to it. I a bit. That episode was really good, and I think that when Spike gets shot, that's like I was like, oh, the main character actually just got hit here. The, the little boy popped him. Yeah, I gotta rewatch it. For some reason, it's really blurry in my memory. I can't really remember watch. that one. It's more. an anthology, so you can just watch it out of order. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's I. I want to say I want to bring up something about that. I I do want to say I think Cowboy Bebop is. Actually, better if you don't the anime the sh- the the Netflix show is designed to be binged because it's Netflix. I think the anime is better not being binged. Obviously, people do whatever you want. You can binge it. I've, I agree. I've, I've binged it before, but as a episodic show, it's a show, and I think purposefully designed with the medium in mind. It is designed to be watched weekly because I can tell. Yeah, there's gaps in it. For example, all the episodes we see, most of the episodes we see, they almost never actually get the bounty. Sometimes they do. But then you do see in some episodes, like, the episode will start with them turning a bounty in and they'll have some money and stuff. There's, it's it's kind of designed where you watch an episode and then your week goes by and you can think about it. And so, even though, for example, Ed isn't in a lot of episodes or doesn't have big moments in a lot of episodes, when you watch something not back-to-back over a period of time, it feels like they're in more of it. Because you know that, like, they've, they talk about, like, something they've done in an episode you haven't seen yet. You know what I mean? You have a little more time to digest it as well. Yeah, and it yeah. just kind of sits think, with you. I think this is true for anthologies, period. Because yeah, I can yeah. say this about the show Mad Men. I don't know if you guys ever saw Mad Men. I haven't seen Ma- it. I think China has. Mad Men only, like, two or three seasons. Not more. Okay, Mad Men is, one, is in my top five shows of all time. It's one of the best shows ever written, and it's really, really good. It's an anthology, but it has an overarching story in the background that's culminating so i say all that to say when i was watching Mad Men, i was kind of binging it because it kind of has that anthology thing going on where every episode is independent of the last one um binging it does become a little jarring at points especially when you cross seasons because the characters get older like they have kids and the kids will just be like two years older now and so when you're just like binging it and you go from episode to episode and there's all these different things happening it is kind of a lot to take in because it's not just one cohesive, well, it is a cohesive story, but it's not one continuous story mm-hmm. happening. It's kind of like this episode focuses on these two characters. And then this episode completely drops those characters altogether. They're not in it at all. And now we're just going to focus on this. And I don't know. It does benefit from like a one episode at a time vibe, like what you're saying, yeah. like one episode per week or one episode per day even actually helps it out a lot. Yeah, because it gives you time to sit with it. It gives you time to digest it. It, it puts that, that mental break. Because you're putting time between watching the episodes, it also puts time between the episodes. It, it just yeah. I think it, it, it allows it to more organically kind of be... Because it's also possible that the reason why I didn't like the Ganymede Lobster episode is because I had just seen, you know, Ballad of whatever... Yes. No, that's true. Going yeah. from that to that, I'm like, what the? And that, you know, I didn't different. literally go from that to that because they're not concurrent. It's like a little episode. homage to some horror shit. But, but I do. watched them in the same night, and that's the problem. Is that in the same night, I just saw Vicious and Spike have this epic church moment. He gets thrown out the window, and they 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 do that for a minute long, and then I go to like a fucking slime haunted, a haunted fucking a haunted slime. slime. But they yeah. do do that. You'll notice. Yeah. Like they'll have like really tense episodes, and then they'll have like a, just a goofy episode, like mushrooms. Yeah, like they'll yeah. have the uh, the two parter. I forget what it's called, but it's a great the Jupiter Jazz friend. And then then you have fucking mushroom samba. It's like well, what the hell is going on? But yeah. it's all the mushrooms. That's another thing. I, I said this multiple times, but just um, as an example, mushroom samba had like the Shaft brothers. Like every episode plays <laughs> an, an homage to 
old like black exploitation, some kind of old movie, and like that was yeah, the black exploitation genre was uh, yeah. shown off in the Mushroom Samba episode with uh, I think they had like three or four characters, and yeah, you got like like the Blob and like that kind of shit with um, Toys in the Attic, which is the spooky one, and you got black exploitation, and you got yeah, you just kind of get like a little bit of everything. Yeah, each um, each episode is its own little movie, uh, its own. Reference and homage you know, to different styles. And I'm genres. actually not an anthology guy. I I fucking don't like them. It's probably the most I like something that is an anthology. Like I I'm just not an anthology guy. But but you do um, as as we know you fucking love Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, like I love it. And like Black Mirror, I also love Black Mirror. That's an anthology, and that's like I love that show as well. But like I I really 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 don't like anthology things like at Me. all. Like zero percent. I like forty like percent of every Black Mirror season. Like half, like half of the episodes is, in every I'm season duds. of Black Mirror is just like I, 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 I absolute it. same. For me, it's like seventy five percent. I like it seventy five. And then there's like every once in a while, there's a dud. We're like, this episode's fucking terrible. Yeah, you know, there's an episode of Black Mirror that was uh, it's based on a Pendulette story. Random note. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I sure. I'm not a big fan of Black Mirror. Like I like I said, I like maybe forty percent of every season. So I don't. I hope I they bring like it back eventually. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, we do need to start to wrap this one up. Yeah. Yeah. So before we go too far, let me give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. Let's see. We have Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garen, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Silver Chronic, Tyree Tensley. Uh, we have Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casello, Dominic Roberts, Giovanni Avelos, Game Freak Yoshi, and Alex Flamer. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting us over at Patreon. We have exclusive content. We will be dropping an exclusive episode Patreon only next week yes, before sir. the Christmas break because we'll be taking a little bit of a break around Christmas time. So, yeah, we'll be dropping an exclusive Patreon only episode next week as well as our typical two episodes per week going into that. Uh, and we, we will do an episode on the really hot show that I hear everyone talking about for uh, League of Legends. Yeah, Arcane. Ah, uh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm on yeah, I'm on like episode four or five of that. Yeah, right. so I'm gonna binge that, but at some point, and that's gonna be one of the episodes. And then someone asked us to do something cool that I really liked in the Discord, and the I am their Discord. Someone mentioned that we should do a year end wrap up that just talks an episode of podcast ah. we just talk about literally all the things that came out in 2021 that are nerve related that we really enjoyed or really yeah, liked. Yeah, that'd be cool. We can also, yeah. I think it'd be cool to also reflect. We could also. Uh, Talk about all the episodes we did and some of our guests, like talk about our guests that yeah. we had on. Um, yeah, no, like literally a year and wrap up of every, like everything that, yeah, that yeah, sounds we'll, absolutely. Yeah, we'll pull up like our list on Spotify or whatever and just look at all the episodes. Go through. Yeah. yeah, that'll be fun. Cause I don't, that'll be fun. Off the top of my head, I'm sure there's some episodes that I forget that we did. I know like the first one. gotta be. There's fucking gotta be. Yeah. You mean Dude, guys have like a hundred episodes already. Cheyenne this is like was, episode thirty-seven. This yeah, is Cheyenne episode thirty-seven like, you guys right are now. On like fucking however many episodes. I got one episode of my podcast, and I took a six-month yeah. break. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I got one episode. You guys have like ninety-seven in a period of like three weeks. Yeah, this is like, literally episode thirty-seven that we're recording right it's insane, now. Insane, man. Yeah, we started what, four months ago. Yeah, five months ago now. Five months ago. Yep. I, I was I was almost telling Kenny. I was like. You guys gotta slow it down and get <laughs> we, a little get a little something, something going. Like, what's happening here? You have too many. Like, we also like, skipped a month. We skipped October. Yeah, because uh, Fraser was in the hospital. We literally. So yeah. technically, this is only four months of episodes. Jesus, dude. Yeah, you guys have a lot of um patreons. I, I noticed yeah. the last one you showed was uh Flamers. I, yeah, I used Alex to go Flamers. To school. I used to go to school with him. He's the newest. That's weird patron. that you guys know him. I always forget that you guys know him from like Yu Gi Oh. 
Also, and, Flamer, uh, was, you have a you have a listener letter. We did not forget about you. We just we'll read it on the next one. We don't have a guest, but when we have a guest, we never read the listener letters because it's just not enough time in the yeah, episode yeah. to get them through. Um, but we will be reading your listener letter in the next episode because you're a patron, so yours is guaranteed to be read no matter what it 100%. is. Unless it's like that's cool. Episode. I hope you like that, Alex. Yeah, man. I um. I'd be some good yeah, show. I man, I had fun. I want to do. I like always. We'll end up talking more about it, but there's. I feel like there's even more stuff about Cowboy Bebop that we could talk about, but, you know, it'll we'll get to it. You can never talk about everything in one go. Yeah, um, and that's the good thing about the podcast. It's going to last for a long time, so yeah. we can always come back to stuff. We've said it but many anyways, times, but I are never going to stop having, like, TV shows and video games and shit, so when, when all that, like, when the world ends, you guys are going to be kind of fucked. Yes. But yeah, that, yeah. that's not really going to happen, so... Exactly. Well, even when the world ends, there's so much content. We still have to do... This will probably... Con- consolidate like a year of episodes or something but i'm so excited to do an episode per arc of one piece like i will break down everything i can't wait for i'll I'll never forgive you guys the last of us on hbo when that comes back like when that comes on you gotta have me on for that one that's like i'll fucking die if i'm not on that one I don't is that a show? Out. Yeah, it's gonna come out on yeah, HBO. It's gonna be a game, but they're making. No, I know HBO. it's it's a really yeah. renowned game. I didn't know that it was gonna be a show. Yeah, HBO and like, um, starring Pedro Pascal and shit. So, um, well, yeah, we'll definitely bring you on since you seem to be uh, yeah. oh, about that, dude. I wish I could. I wish I could have got a little, in a little more today on the Bebop one, but you guys kind of had your flow going. I didn't know how to get in just, too much. You just jump in. But you just. Push I know, but I didn't want to. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta do that. I'll I'll, I'll get better. What the fuck? You jumped in plenty of times. Was, if you ask, really, me. I feel like I um I was quiet. Wait till you hear this episode here. back. You listen to all this right, episode after good, I'm done good. posting it. You hear how much you talk. All right, that makes me happy. That makes me happy because I felt you like I was just kind of quiet. I was just kind of like the, in the beginning. You were definitely timid. You you it yeah you like time, timid almost. Yeah. It took you some time to warm up in the beginning. Like first thirty minutes, I would say that you were timid. But this is two hours and eleven minutes. All right, good shit. Good shit. Yeah, you started off a little camera shy. I'm a yeah. good. I'm a good boy. Then I'm a good boy. Then you I'm woke happy. up, but but I think that it's a good balance between like obviously letting other people speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then jumping exactly. in when you have a point, and then holding on to your point. So you did a good job. No, no worries. Good. Good. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show, Cheyenne slash yeah. Majora. Follow um, me at uh, Majora plays games on Twitch. I don't really stream much, so but Majora plays games at Twitch. That's where you can follow me at. A a. And you can also follow Kenny slash uh, Anthony's. Uh, Twitch channel as well, Critical Hit Plus. And then uh, so, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it, but you can also follow the I Am Nerd podcast. I work on it pretty hard. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, we put out two episodes a week. I don't know, you know, you name the YouTube a, dude. Maybe fucking YouTube, Spotify, <laughs> yep, Google, uh, Apple, OnlyFans. We're going to start OnlyFans to... soon. It's going to be pictures of me and Kenny's feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to we're going to like, toe wrestle. It's going to be called Oreo feet. <laughs> Oh, a little interracial Oreo feet going <laughs> yeah. on. All right. gonna like it. It's going to be right. like my foot in the middle and then like Fraser's feet sandwiching it. All <laughs> right. <laughs> on that note, as I always say, do what makes you happy. Goodbye, right. guys. See you, Space guys. Cowboy. Goodbye, Space Cowboy.